Oh yeah. We nailed it. Nailed it. We got it. Matt. Matt's knocked out of the park. It's uh, it's all dumb luck at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome. I hope it works. I like your uh, your your hat. Ingobernables. I like that. More important. New era too. Shit cost. Shit. Shit's expensive. Yeah, when they start throwing those logos on it. Uh huh. I think that's part of the reason why I don't. Uh, don't buy a lot of the new japan stuff it's so expensive oh my it really god really is and then you got to ship in from japan and stuff i mean yeah you gotta really bite the bullet once in a while when there's something that catches your eye yeah i get just go like you know nothing wrong with pro wrestling tees but i'll go that route because it's here in the states and it's mm -hmm. they got a lot but man there's some stuff that like catches my eye in new japan but then it's like i'm not paying fucking 45 dollars for a t-shirt I mean, it's 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 Christmas. I've seen I've seen you more than I've seen some of my family over this Christmas break. We've been <laughs> we've been doing everything we can to make this Wrestle Kingdom preview a special one. Uh, and it is going to be a special one because it's a special show. Uh, it's the Bread Club. It's Matt. It's Kieran. It's Wrestle Kingdom season. And if you are going to watch Wrestle Kingdom on January fourth, this is the best place to prepare for that. Uh, Fightful overbooked. FightfulOverbook.com, Fightful.com. The Bread Club's bringing you everything that you need to know about Wrestle Kingdom 17. Because Kieran is, if you listen to the last episode, there's like a steel trap in his brain. Like, he knows. We went through, like, all the Wrestle Kingdom, like, main events. He was fucking nailing them. Boom, boom, boom. If there's anybody that you're going to listen to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 17 uh, and get you ready for the big event, it's my man Kieran over here. I mean, I'm blushing. I, I don't know what to say. Thank you, man. I, I'm excited, man. It's fucking, it's, you know, Christmas was fine. That's okay. You know, Christmas, hey, presents, hey, who gives a shit? Wrestle Kingdom's here. Wrestle Kingdom, the Christmas for New Japan fans. Uh, the card is fucking stacked. We touched it in our last episode, but this episode, we're going into it. We're getting into the nitty gritty. We've got a couple of special interviews uh, that are going to be popping up during this preview. Um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It really is. And you mentioned Christmas. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was very good. Uh, lots of food, lots of alcohol, uh, a surprising amount of Cards Against Humanity and finding out that my parents were uh, big fans of all the very lewd and dirty jokes in Cards Against Humanity. Um, uh, yes, Cards so Against Humanity is a fantastic game. I learned something. I, I learned something new about my parents this holiday season. Um, but yeah, no, it was fantastic. How about you, Matt? Uh, it was good. It was very... Uh... It was an adventure. I'll leave it at that. If you, hear, <laughs> if you really want to hear about it, you can listen to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, our Christmas episode that we uh, put out on Monday. Uh, I detail it all. It was not a uh, not the Christmas that I hoped for. Not it wasn't the worst thing that could have happened though. Uh, it's, you I'll win leave some, it at you that. Some. <laughs> it was an adventure, to say the least. Did you get any uh, wrestling related gifts for Christmas? I got that many gifts. Really? Yeah, oh, we got we, married. We, we had the holiday to the States. We get married. And usually we go all out for Christmas. We're all four. We spend so much money on each other. Um, but we we didn't do anything this year. My brother and his fiance were also getting married, so we said, Okay, we won't do gifts with each other. Let's just all keep our money. Um, I got a big bottle of uh, aftershave from my fiance's parents, uh, which was very nice of them because um, it's the perfect i run out of it and run out of the aftershave uh so yeah that was the one the one thing i unwrapped was uh some some aftershave which is very All right rare. very nice 
very normal for Christmas. But what about you? Did you get anything wrestling related? Of course I did. I always get something. I'm the easiest. Go, go, go. Well, I got a book on uh, the All Japan split. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, oh, I think I've seen that. It's got a really cool cover, right? Yes. It's like, like uh, it's like a green cover with like Masawa and then yes. a bunch of like like uh like lightly drawn characters in the back like i think hansen and dr d right, yeah yeah i think i'm yeah, so talking about yeah very excited to read that i got like a breath of hitman heart t-shirt you fucking you done well uh yeah i always you know my uh my family is not the greatest at the christmas so i just said so this is my amazon wish list and i put a bunch of shit on it that i don't really need but they you know i'm yeah. happy when i get it uh-huh yeah that, those are the best things stuff that you're not necessarily gonna buy yourself but if someone got you opened it up you'll be absolutely ecstatic that you've got it um but but christmas didn't get off to the best start matt um just before christmas uh december 23rd uh i was a very sad boy um suzuki Goon's final ever match god damn we uh we praise new japan uh and the product that they put out uh on the bread club i gotta say this might be one of the best things. The way they told the story, the way it unfolded, the 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 old Suzuki Goon against the new, my man come trying to rush the ring after the match with the. With yeah, his... That was so good. Izuka making his return. Oh, I wondered if he'd be back. It was so wholesome when he did. It was. It was such. I said it last night when we did the Shining Wizards Wrestling podcast. If there's one thing you're going to go out of of your way to see it's this match it's this eight-man tag match because the story is beautiful it is i don't think there was a dry eye in the house at the at the it, it was just it's a perfect send-off like i don't think you could have done it any better it really true yeah that's exactly it. it was perfect the way you know minoru suzuki everyone's on the floor and suzuki just starts stomping on everyone including his teammates it's suzuki goon versus suzuki goon four men versus four men and he's stomping on all these tag partners, and then everyone gets up, and one by one, they all hit him with their best shot. Um, and Suzuki starts falling, they start picking him back up, and it ends with Zach hitting the Zach driver, shouting, Thank you, Suzuki, getting the one, two, three. And the captain went down with his ship. Minoru Suzuki took the final pinfall in the final ever match for Suzuki Goon. I mean, yeah, it really hit hard. Yeah, they, uh, I just, it's just, it, it's like, if you're going to break up a group, I don't think you can see you. I don't think there's a better way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's like we said in the last one, 11 years, zero betrayals, you know, a band of thieves, brothers to the end. Um, we, we don't know what's coming next. Wrestle Kingdom might shed a bit of light, maybe New Year's Dash, but it was the perfect send off. I don't think anybody would have expected that, that they would all just take their turns lumping it into Suzuki. But God damn it. It was it was perfect. And then there was some. Um, I know you're you're a big follower of the uh, the backstage stuff. I know I saw the Lance Archer. Uh, he went off. Wow, that was primary year stuff. It's uh man, it's it's just another one of those. You know, I'm over here in the states, and fucking Jeff Jarrett is on my TV every Wednesday night, but they can't figure out how to get FTR to defend the IWGP titles. They don't know what they're like. The presentation of Lance Archer just doesn't work in AEW the way it does in New Japan. It's it's real strange. And and I love the promo. You know, he's like, so I don't want to cuss. I'm sorry for cussing, but fuck you. Take the chains off me, AEW. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just I, I'm hoping for the best. But, you know, track record shows like 
he's just another monster for a champion to slay or something stupid in AEW, and that breaks my heart. I wonder if that is kind of how much that was pre-planned. If you know, if this is him saying like, you know, if this doesn't work well, I, he knows he's got a home in New Japan. Clearly, like they, the audience loves him. He's been there. He's been. He's probably wrestled. He's he's potentially wrestled more in Japan this year than he has in America. I'd argue without looking on cage match or something. But he done a G one. I'm going to do that right now. He done a G one right. and he done a World Tag League. That's two months worth of J Japanese shows. Um, not including tag matches to Suzuki Goon matches. He wrestled at a Tucker Taichi Mania. Just tap out. He teamed with uh, Despy, I think. Um, like you know, he he's got a home and a home where he will shine. Like he. My, he's never going to win the IWGP heavyweight title, but he's never openweight champion, and he obviously won the US title twice as well. Like he's an upper mid carder. Like um, he, he's got a home in Japan. If 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 he maybe regrets his decision, if he feels he's unworking out, um, it sounds like I I I doubt New Japan would say no to him, given how often he's come back. As Matt right, counts, I'm counting, I'm counting. as Matt counts cage match, yeah. <laughs> so he made twenty-two appearances in AEW all of last year. That includes like the darks. He was on dark a lot. So twenty-two and then, in AEW, and then yeah, G1. and then you know you just get into the the G one alone. I think he's already you know way over. Yeah, I mean tag matches in the G one, and then his block matches plus World Tag League, which was another nine matches, and anything else he done around that, yeah. I, it's it's not going to be far off, but for a man who's based in America for an American promotion, if it shouldn't be that close. Yeah, thirty eight. He had thirty eight matches in New Japan. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Like the guy's basically a New Japan wrestler on loan to AEW. It's not the other way around. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I just his, the the way just the way he is presented in in New Japan pro wrestling, it just comes off. No, I think it is. It's just he. It's not even that he's the way he's presented. I, I. It's just that he is who he is in New Japan. He, you know, you haven't got people backstage saying to him, "You need to go out and do this and do this, and you need to hit this mark." And you know, you haven't got producers for matches and stuff like that. Like, for for as much as we know, it's just okay. This person's gonna win. You've got fifteen minutes. Go out there, and Archer goes out there, and then he scares the living crap out of children. Um, where in AEW, <laughs> obviously, it's a lot more different beast. It's on TV. You've got. You know, get across points, build to stories, feuds, promos. You got time limits. You're going to advert. Um, you know, you get to be yourself more in New Japan. I, I would assume. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic send off for Suzuki, and it was great that Lance stayed there in Japan, obviously for it. Um, you know, didn't go home from World Tag League, because uh, yeah, he was such a vital part to all those proceedings. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the last episode of the Bread Club which was on is on fightful overbooked on their youtube and you're definitely going to want to subscribe love when people drop comments in there julian's always in there pete davies is somebody who's uh i've seen a couple times but nelson romano he wants to know why do people hate carl anderson i am a fan i was am am is a it's a lie i respect the hustle how can you not you know, yeah, absolutely. You gotta respect it. Um, you watch some of his older New Japan stuff, and he was great. Obviously, everyone goes for the G1 final. The, the match isn't even that great. Um, but on that night as well, he beat Tanahashi that same night to make the G1 final versus Okada, which people overlook. Don't really know. But his match versus Ta Tanahashi for the IWGP title at a new beginning was phenomenal. Um, you know, pre Bullet Club, he was doing some great stuff. Um, Swords and Guns tag team with Hiroki Goto, but now it's just like. 
he does just seem like he's there to cash a paycheck. The the Hikaleo match was awful. Um, yep. he's just, there's just not a lot to him. Like you know, I, well, I feel like he's he's happy with his career, and now he's just happy to coast. And good luck to him. Here's the thing: you're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. You can't be half pregnant. And I feel like he's trying to be half pregnant. He's got one foot in the WWE. He's got one foot in New Japan. So why would you be like? Obviously, you're honoring your commitment, which is great. You know, we need more people like that in the wrestling industry. But I also feel like, you know, he has to he can't go 100 miles an hour in New Japan pro wrestling because God forbid something happens to him and he gets hurt. You know, I don't know what kind of contract he has with the WWE, you know, but obviously if he gets hurt in a New Japan ring, you know, just fulfilling his his agreements um, and then he can't work. You know, obviously, I'm sure the WWE has some kind of guaranteed contract for him, but it's not going to be a good look for him. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Like he was never gonna, I suppose, put on a, a banger against Hikaleo with that in mind of the fact that you know he's got a paycheck going back home and that's where his money is really now. I see in WWE clearly, but hopefully we get something a bit better with the Tamatonga match. Um, I can't remember the, the the original title match, which isn't a good sign. You know, I'm sure it was fine. Um, but you know, Tamatonga has come on leaps and bounds him getting this great singles match in the tokyo dome thoroughly deserved and he also just won new japan's concorso competition where they're all like shaft their ripped bodies and all that yeah um me and matt are going to be in it next year uh spoiler are we right. i'm not um, i'm not rocking the taguchi gear bro my man <laughs> needs to talk to homeboy um but yeah he tamatonga even won that as well uh so you know he's won that he's going into the wrestle kingdom voted as the most like you know the best body in new japan like what more uh how 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 much better could his streak be at the moment? That's a great question. Could you, uh, Kojima? He went. Uh, he drew his own abs on. <laughs> yeah, there's some some interesting choices. Desperado bearing all uh, for his back picture, um, getting the the full uh, the full Desperado treatment there. Yeah, I could I could have done. So I didn't. I was um, in the queue a little early, and uh, I was rocking out for some to some tears for fears. And then I was on NJPW nineteen seventy two. I read the Kenny interview that you told me about. That's great. And then I was like, oh, let me look at they're like updated pictures. And I'm like, oh, let me look at this. And I got to Taguchi's and I was like, come on, bro. <laughs> he does it every year. He does it for a laugh. That Kenny Omega interview is great. We should definitely touch on that once we obviously get to talking about the Kenny Will match. Um, because the dude's a worker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the no, dude, the look, dude he's... knows the right things to say to get people talking, to get under people's skin, whether you're a new Japan fan or AEW fan um he's he's such a smart dude he's got there's a story to tell and he's telling it but yeah we're here to talk wrestle kingdom 17 um kicks off january 4th uh the pre-show now starts 10 minutes earlier than what it was i don't know what time that is in america i don't know what time it is in japan if you're in the uk like me we got a 6 20 a.m in the morning start uh it's an early alarm for us guys uh but Matt's going to be staying up. Guess Matt, Matt's day is going to be starting at 1.20 a.m. for him to start watching Wrestle Kingdom. So, uh, oh God, so that would be Tuesday night going into Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. January 4th is next Wednesday. Okay. I think. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm positive. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they, they've announced some new stuff. The match, you know, 10, it's starting 10 minutes earlier for whatever reason. You know, the Rambo now has some, uh, they've shed some light on what's going to be happening there. Do we, do we want to dive into our preview, Matt? Uh, we, yes, absolutely. We can start talking about our preview. Well, we'll, we'll kick off with the, the pre-show kickoff match one, Freeman exhibition, Ryohei Oiwa versus Bolton Oleg. Uh, it's an exhibition match. It's being dubbed as, um, 
three minutes. That's quite interesting, right? Uh, um, Matt? Yeah, I don't, I'm not entirely sure why we're go. why I don't, I don't understand three minutes, five, here's, 10. Wouldn't here's the question for you. Yeah. And I don't think there is an answer to this, but who's the last young lion that debuted in the fucking Tokyo Dome? The answer is probably nobody. Like they could not be putting Bolton, Bolt, Bolton Oleg on a bigger fucking platform for his debut as a young lion as well. Like, you know, maybe he's not going to be a young lion. Actually, have they specifically said it? Which I'm, I'm just making an assumption here. Um, but you know, this is three minutes, and the dude is gonna, you know, you assume he's gonna destroy poor poor work rather quickly. Yeah, I'm not entire. The exhibition things are weird to me. Like I know we had what was it last year with Shibata two years ago? No, well this year Wrestle Kingdom sixteen because we're not in twenty twenty three just yet. You right, might so be watching this in twenty twenty three, but time travel, baby. That's how that's how it works. <laughs> so last year it was supposed to be Shibata and Renderito was supposed to be a exhibition too, but then Shibata said, "Fuck that noise, we're having a match." Right, the wrestled. So, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I get it's it's a three minutes is weird and it's going to go really fast and i guess that's a plus uh yeah it's there for for oleg to introduce himself and the fact that they're giving it three minutes they must have something planned like he just like annihilates them yeah i can't see it going to a three minute draw um Oleg must it must be fucking destroying this guy and then you know this they put in a lot of uh a lot of chips on oleg being a superstar i think you think he gets like the uh I mean, it's completely different because there's no championship on the line. But you think they treat him like Vader when Vader first came in? It could be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's a big, big, huge, intimidating uh, foreign dude. Um, You know, New Japan certainly is great when it comes to monsters. Obviously, Jonah and his quick little run was awesome back in WWE now. But, you know, I love that little mini feud with Okada. I've got no problem with him going back to WWE. He came in, he tore shit up, and he fucked off. Fair play. Yeah, and uh, the TMDK, I don't think they need them, so... Nah, nah, they'll be fine. TMDK are fine. Bad Tito is the new leader of TMDK. You've been, you're I'm anointing that? As I'm concerned. Yeah? Yeah, bad dude. I like that. I'm a big... I sent him an email. I tried to get him on the Shining Wizards. He never responded, though. Uh, you'll get him eventually. Um, But yeah, Bolton Oleg, real hair wheel. You gotta, show, you gotta show me the way, Kieran. You gotta it's teach awesome. me. I'll, I'll, I'll slide into his DMs. We'll see what happens. We'll Ooh, see what this happens. guy, what a fucking... This guy's such a baller. Um, Kickoff match two, KOPW 2023 qualifier, New Japan Rambo. So this is, for all intents and purposes, a Royal Rumble style deal. Let me ask you a question. You happy that they are taking out uh, the trophy away and presenting a title belt? <laughs> The thing is, though, is I, I, it's not going to be a champion still. It's going to be a title holder. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just confusing as fuck. Like, you're still not the champion unless you held it come the end of the year, like Shingo just did and beat Taichi in his last defense. So now Shingo is officially KOPW 2022. Yes. So for next year, we're going to have KOPW 2023. You're holding the belt. It doesn't mean you're champion because you might not be holding it at the end of the year. It's a bit... <sighs> Yeah, I'm not better sure. than a trophy. You think they broke so many trophies they were just That's like, it, we just, yeah, probably we just fucking get a yeah. belt made. <laughs> It'll be funny if people just start treating a belt like they did the trophy. Um, but yeah, New Japan Rambo is essentially a Royal Rumble, but the last four participants who are alive, they'll progress to New Year's Dash the next day and they'll compete in a fatal four way to 
determine the first holder of KPW 2023. Um, have, it's hard, it's they, a hard uh, one to preview. We don't know who the entrants are. I was going to ask if they they started to like uh, reveal anybody, but I guess they have not. You can make some solid guesses. Guys that are in Japan but aren't on the card. Like El Fantasmo was on the last Korokuen Horn. He hadn't been around for a long time, so I'm sure we'll see him roll up. House of Torture's absence is noticeable from the whole Wrestle Kingdom card, so I'm sure they'll be in there. Yano. Yano, Shingo. Shingo is the rain as the last uh, as KOPW 2022. You know, Tomohiro Ishii isn't there. Um, Young Lions, I'm sure we might get surprised or two. Maybe Rocky Romero will be back in the country. Oh, um, nice. You know, I'm sure, and I'm sure because it's the Anoki Memorial, we'll get a legend or two as well. Hopefully, um, it tends to it will hopefully be fun. Um, usually, it's just kind of yeah, it it happens. It feels some sign. Yeah, they usually are. You get like a yeah. Billy Gunn or a. Michael yeah. Elgin before he was stealing protein powder or whatever he was doing <laughs> it, over there. It gets, it gets people on the card, and that's the important part. Would you... Uh, we know we know Keiji Mudo's in the house. Do you think the great... Oh, I guess that would de- defeat the purpose of him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that one's happening. I don't think we're getting Keiji, Great Muta in the Rambo and then Keiji Muto wrestling later the same night. That's fair. That's a good <laughs> We can dream. We're, um, we're dreaming. We're dreaming. Now we kick, but now we kick. So we're gonna we're gonna Rambo, and it's a great great appetizer, right? You got your mm-hmm. palate wet. Maybe like right when the Rambo ends, that's maybe when I have an energy drink, right? Yeah, yeah. You, like, you, what's you... more healthier than drinking a fucking Red Bull at like four o'clock in the morning? Hey man, um, you got you got to stop. It's the most important night of the year. It's rough, man, because we gotta. You know, we're gonna have to figure out when we're talking about this too. Because I got my cruise that week. I leave Friday, so. Well, what are we? Wrestle Kingdom, New Year's Dash, and a cruise. Matt is living the high life, man. <laughs> All overdue, buddy. <laughs> well deserved. My uh, my whole like uh, my whole like. Oh yeah, I can get up early and do that, and then I'll go back to bed. Yeah, that didn't happen yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 had an interview yesterday morning. Uh, Matt's time that'll be coming up later today. I mean, I'm sure it's in the fucking title and stuff. And it's yeah, it'll be in the title. It's Francesco Akira. It's fucking one of the my my breakout star. He was awesome. That's who we spoke to yesterday morning. Matt's time. Um, but then one last match on the pre-show, the Antonio Inoki Memorial match. Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Mikabe versus Tatsumi Fujinami, Tiger Mask, and Minoru Suzuki. Um, all have I assume some relationship with uh, Antonio Inoki. Of course, Tatsumi Fujinami, the one with the most obvious relationship, wrestled him for the title and whatnot back in the day. Um, yeah, this all, you know, the, the dads are, the dads are going to be living life large for a match. Yeah, I'm a, look, it's always fun. It's fun, especially when they do something like this. You know, obviously what Antonio Inoki means to, to New Japan Pro Wrestling and, and wrestling in Japan as a whole and um, this was going to be the big, you know, Wrestle Kingdom for him before he is passing. So, you know, it's great to see these guys in there. And, the, you know, they're not slouches. You know, they can be 60 years old. But, you know, I if, mean... you watch, if you watch Pandemic G1, Yuji Nagata and fucking Minoru Suzuki beat the dog shit out of each other. I would say, yeah, Kojima as well is kind of putting people to shame. Like... You know, I know Eugene Gar gets a lot of love from Western fans and stuff. Appearing on AW, obviously Moxley was a big uh, proponent of his and stuff. But Kojima is like in incredible shape, putting on banging matches and as well. Like he's he's arguably the best out of the New Japan dads, as we affectionately call them. Um, I've no problem with saying that Togi Makabe is the worst. Um, you can count on 
zero fingers the number of bumps he'll probably take in a match um i think you could count on your on your hand the amount of bumps uh a couple of these guys are gonna take <laughs> minoru suzuki can't take a bump on his back he always lands on his side because his back is just so fucked up um if you didn't know that you're never gonna be able to unsee it now so i apologize um, like Fujinami's like 68. He's definitely Fujinami's not fucking bumping. Oh, so man. I mean, he had a full on singles match against Tanahashi. Um, he's like a special anniversary show, Fujinami. I think like maybe his 50th anniversary, it was of wrestling, something crazy for Fujinami. Um, but dude should not be able to wrestle, let like, let alone be as good as he is at his age, Fujinami. Um, we can all only hope to be so healthy when we're that age. I'd be a blessing. <laughs> absolutely um but yeah no the pre-show stacked kicks off at 6 20 a.m uk time 1 20 a.m eastern time um hopefully from there you can do the math um we should now, plug it no go for it i got i'm gonna ask you oh. now we're got we're big wrestle kingdom you know what what time for you 3 20 in the afternoon <laughs> i wish 6 20 a.m i've got okay up. okay so so what what uh what's the spread looking like here and are we doing is obviously some kind of breakfast are you eating during this or you're just you're just gonna sit there for five hours i don't know it's kind of the thing is like yeah like you said you're taking energy drinking everything you kind of need to it's difficult to roll out of bed to stick on the wrestling and then immediately be like this is cool you know you're groggy and stuff and it's difficult sometimes um but you know the pre-show the rambo bite yeah i agree with you by the time the rambo's over i should hopefully be in good shape um, yeah like so what you're it. are you just going like you're gonna just roll out of bed Literally, and like, i will say arms going off at like 6 15 and you're hitting the living room at 6 20 bingo um yeah i'll literally roll out of bed feed the cat throw myself on the sofa close the doors so i don't wake up the the fiance whilst i'm screaming my head off when if shibata does something um and yeah we're off to the races Oh, Shibata and the Rambo. No, he deserves better than that. Well, he's not. Uh, there's no. Where else are you gonna not put him on the card? I know he's wrestling Tom Lawler um, at the Anoki uh, show um, in the main event, no less as well. Shibata versus Tom Lawler in a UWF rules match. Um, that's happening the 28th, so it might have already happened by the time he says. It probably has definitely already happened by the time he says. Um, but yeah, no, I the whole Shibata thing. He's he's his absence is noted in New Japan, I think. Um, you have to wonder if there's something more there because he's wrestling elsewhere, but not New Japan. And you can't imagine New Japan not wanting him to be competed in their ring. So Rambo, because he's he can do the funny now. No, Shibata's going to come out when Okada wins in the main event. He's going to challenge Okada then and there. He's going to pin Okada. Shibata leaves with the title. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish. That's a bold... Uh... A bold prediction, That'd be awesome. Like, just if they stick Shibata in a new Japan Cup or G1 or something, like you've got a you know, such shit. Imagine Shibata wins the new Japan Cup and challenges Okada, like you know, they replay 2017, I think it was, you know, the Sakura Genesis Shibata wins the cup, challenges Okada, gets injured, and they play on our emotions. You would be upset if he was in the Rambo and he got to the final four, it's like him, ELP, Shingo, no. and like Toriyano. It's definitely going to be fucking Toriano, though, isn't it? Like, is water that, wet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking, I think three of the four names you just mentioned are very likely to be the final four men: Yano, Shingo, and ELP. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there's got to be a surprise, right? You throw in a surprise winner. Yeah, we got uh, Shima last year, man. That was awesome. 
And um, didn't Suzuki make it to the finals last Suzuki, year too? Suzuki, yeah, because it was back-to-back Wrestle -back Kingdom. Who was it? It was like Yano, Chase Owens, Shima, uh, Shima, and Suzuki, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if they've done it the year before that. They yeah, the year before that, that it was yeah. Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, Bushi, Toriano. Christ, that is awful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that's uh 15 is like uh pandemic. Uh 15 was the the yeah, mid-order pandemic. Pandemic is worst in lots of places. Yeah, that's not a there were still good there were still good matches in 15. Oh, the card was fine. Yeah, yeah. You had uh, Ibushi Naito Night One, and then Jay White Naito Night Two. Uh, Jay White Ibushi Night Two main event. Like they went, yeah. you know, forty-five minutes or something. No one's forgotten that. No, um, that was forty-eight minutes and five seconds of great. Yeah, Jesus, um, absolutely unbelievable. Longest Wrestle Kingdom main event uh, in history. I'm pretty sure. Probably just lost longest Wrestle Kingdom match. Period. Um, but yeah, uh, that 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 covers the pre-show. Anyway, you got Bolt Bolton Oleg versus Ryohei Oiwa. New Japan Rambo and the Antonio Inoki Memorial match. Um, and I think that will all be done within 40 minutes because I think the, the I assume the main show kicks off on the hour. So 7 a.m. for me, 2 p 2 a.m. for you. Great. <laughs> um great. It's that's fu I'm fucked, man. I, it happens every year. Yeah, exactly. It's one it's once a year. You can you can have Yeah, it. but it's a, it's a dude, it's a tough battle for me. Yeah, no, I don't envy you. I used to but do it's it. Like, it's like stop, start, right? Because I'm I, my day. My day, like I can't. I'd have to stay up late Monday, right? Late Monday night, wake up early Tuesday. So when I get home from work Tuesday night, I'm tired enough to take like a four hour nap. Mm -hmm. That's always a difficult one. Do you have a nap before, or do you just fucking marshal through? Are you gonna? Even I've get tried. Sleep? There was a couple years ago. I tried. And I was so fucking excited for for the the show that I just couldn't like. I was like, I like, I told my wife like, I'm gonna go on the on the couch, and I'm gonna try and go to bed at like eleven o'clock. I'm gonna take a nap. How'd it go? And, and I just couldn't like, I couldn't. I just couldn't get comfortable. Like I was restless. I was excited. And then of course I fell asleep at the intermission. No. Oh what, yeah. What, 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 do you know what show this was? What Wrestle Kingdom this was? Uh, I will. I can. I will tell you right now. Did you? Did you miss the rest of the show? I, I missed the rest of the show live. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> no, I didn't expect you had just never, never gone back and watched that Wrestle Kingdom. No, no, I, I <laughs> had to watch it because I think there was like a, I think it was thirteen. Thirteen Omega Tanahashi. I think it was, yeah, because then, because then the next day was a snow day. Like I woke up and it was a snow day, and they canceled. Like my my, I couldn't go to work, so it wasn't like I had to wait all day to go back and watch. You know what, Matt? Though I I didn't fall asleep for that Wrestle Kingdom because I was in the Tokyo Dome for it. Uh, you rub it in. Well, let's bring in a man. <laughs> let's bring in a man who is is familiar with the New Japan and the Wrestle Kingdom, and he's the voice of uh, of New Japan with Chris Charlton, Mister Kevin Kelly. Mr. Kelly, how are you today? Uh, hello. Good uh, belated uh, greetings and Merry Christmases and whatnot. I hope everybody's doing good. You know what? I am doing great, but I know you're a fellow Mets fan like myself, and I would just, oh. I would just like the Carlos Correa <laughs> song at the end. Oh, it's, a, it's fine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. Hold on. I'm dealing with a frog. Um, 
Carlos Correa is the icing on the already delicious cake. You know what I mean? It's like we have an owner who's willing to spend money. We, he'll do anything he can. He'll buy whoever he wants. I love it. Yeah, I just I would like it to be finalized. It's me. I'm very, you know, I'm a Mets fan, so everything makes me nervous. Ah, uh, nothing makes me nervous <laughs> when there's money involved, Karen. So think about this, yeah, right? Please. The old, the old owner of our favorite baseball team, yeah, was a buffoon and okay. cheap, and his his good for nothing idiot son was in charge of baseball operations. Right. And he had never done anything in baseball. And good baseball people would come and go. Evaluations of free agents were always wrong. Then they finally sold the team. And all of us were like, let's hope the new guy's good. We know he's got a lot of money. Well, he's spending money like a drunken sailor on leave. Oh, he's happy getting, days. He's getting every free agent. All the other owners are like, what the hell do we do? They've created a new tax penalty on the club threshold, right? Clubs can spend X amount. You spend mm -hmm. over that, you get hit with a penalty. He's gone so far above that penalty, our new owner for the New York Mets, that they've created a special penalty just for him. Well, and it's literally out. called the Cohen tax. So, <laughs> well, an absolute baller. Yeah. So, so Matt and I are woebegone, always feeling the pain of the New York Mets. But now we have hope because Fred Wilpon and his idiot son, Jeff, or in the rearview mirror, and Uncle Stevie Cohen is empty in the wallet. Oh boy, is he ever! <laughs> and it's scary to think it's just the the one point the the hundred eleven million dollar tax he pays means nothing to him. Nothing. He's a big uh, investment banker or something. He owns he owns the world, and so that's our guy. And but it, but it still doesn't end the pain because there's a. Another free agent that we were about to sign. Well, actually, we stole away from another team because there was an issue with his medical. He had a lower leg injury when he was younger, and it still may not be right. But we're still talking about 11 years and $315 million. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of dough that's being thrown around. You, Matt, you need to get in on it. I need to get in on it. <laughs> Bring it back to the bread club. I get in on I get in on it when I go through the turnstiles in City Field to see the Mets, but we're not here to talk baseball. We're here to talk Wrestle Kingdom seventeen. Yeah, it's baby, best best time of the year. Agreed, Kevin. How ex how excited are you for this Wrestle Kingdom? I know the last couple of years we've had to to jump through a couple of hoops with the pandemic. Now we got the cheering's back, the fans are back, and they are, are they are giving us a night. Yeah, it is going to be a night and then some. Like, make sure you're well stocked in the fridge, uh, you know, plan out when your bathroom breaks are going to be because it's an epic. This is one night, not two. Um, it, you know, again, it was a good idea uh, coinciding with the, the pandemic. It didn't really seem to, um, you know, of course, it wasn't the right time for that and everything collapsing and a lot of. Uh, Fear and uncertainty amongst the Japanese population, shall we say. They're a very nervous lot. But anyway, yeah, this is this feels like a proper Wrestle Kingdom. Um, it's got all of the um, action, intrigue, etc. And there, the, there's been other times, boys, where the main event has almost seemed a little overshadowed. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the case this year. 
Yes. Uh, you know, Okada versus Switchblade Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship is as good a match as you're going to see, you know, year in, year out. Every time they get together, it's incredible. And you throw it on the main event of a Tokyo Dome, where it'll be for the first time. And wow. Okay. Awesome. Um, but then there's always that extra. What else? What else? What else? And, you know, having Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title. Okay. Uh, FTR making their Tokyo Dome debut tag team titles against Bishimo. Okay. What else? Oh, how about Kyrie versus Tom Nakado for the new IWGP Women's Championship? Wait, what? Rumors around about Sasha Banks. What? And and it keeps going and going and going. On top of that, KG Muto's final match. Okay. Special Antonio Inoki Memorial match. Okay. A pre-show that starts 90 minutes before the actual show. Like the show starts 5 p.m. local, but be- the first bell is 3.30. So it's going to be a whole day and whole night, like six, seven hours, six hours, I would say. I'm so excited for it. You touched on so many things there. Uh, to start from the top to the bottom, you mentioned the main event kind of being overshadowed. Me and Matt discussed it. I think among English-speaking fans, Western fans, Osprey Omega is the bigger match, without a shadow of a doubt. But I'd argue even between, for a Japanese audience, this is arguably a big match, because Osprey has endeared himself to Japanese audience for so long now. You know, right. heading up United Empire, he's been there throughout the pandemic, he's putting on incredible matches. And then, of course, the return of Omega, who spoke the language, you know, they really saw him rise up from the junior in Bullet Club to main event in the Tokyo Dome twice. Um, that, you know, I, I don't think it's... It sh- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Should main event, the title of the IWGP World Heavyweight title should always main event. But I think there's a solid argument to be made that Omega and Osprey could main event over JY and Okada. And, I'm, and then I'll throw the other match that really has a lot of Japanese fans interest, which is the four-way for the junior title. And... I think that's going to be a stellar match because mm-hmm. everything that we've seen uh, since October the 10th has been interesting, cool, fun, different, wow. And and now here we are. So I think that there is there are different layers to fandom. Let's not forget, it's been a while since Kenny Omega has been in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, and the fan base is constantly turning over. New fans are coming on board and older fans may drift away. Um, there are 
kids in the audience of New Japan shows that will be there at the Tokyo Dome with their moms and dads that weren't alive when Kenny Omega last wrestled in New Japan, and they don't follow AEW. So there is different. What's your what's your which flavor of ice cream do you like? Oh, I like bubblegum. Yeah. I like Rocky Road. I like vanilla. You know, there's something for everybody. And where where the matches sit on the card, I think will be very logical and understandable. Uh, and you know, again, starting with the junior tag title, that's just that just that to me feels like Wrestle Kingdom. We're two teams shy, mm-hmm. but you know, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be outstanding because they're going to go balls to the wall. It's going to be tremendous. Kevin, you've been in this wrestling business for for quite a bit of time. Uh, is there is there a better stage to have uh, a WWE contracted wrestler take part in a in a show that's not a WWE WWE show? Is there a better stage in Wrestle Kingdom? Because this is historic. In your life, did you ever think you'd see something of this magnitude in 2022, 23? Well, I mean, with Carl Anderson, of course, it's a it's a special case scenario, and uh, I applaud WWE for allowing him to finish out his contractual obligations. And I, I think that that's great. Um, and that, gentlemen, that doesn't mean he's losing at Tokyo Dome, right? This could go on um, because there, if you're if you're doing business properly in the wrestling industry, you're working with other promoters. And maybe, you know, the, the wall of isolationism that has surrounded the WWE for decades now will finally subside. You know, we go back to the time in the early nineties that we saw Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and this one and that one, you know, Vince McMahon himself producing, sending Jushin Thunder Liger to the ring. I mean, there've been moments. And of course, you know, the history with WWF going back to uh, Vince McMahon's father and his relationship with the office. So it's good. And I think, you know, and kudos to triple H and the administration, you know, the, the staff there, for, for making this happen, allowing this to happen. And Shinsuke Nakamura appearing on January 1st yeah. for Noah. I mean, that's that's, that's cool, man. And and that's only going to bring more interest to them in in Japan. Because how can I see more? I, oh, I've heard the name. I haven't seen him in years. Where's he been? Oh, he's on WWE. Wait, that's on J-Sports. I got to subscribe to that. Oh, okay, let me get that now. You know, um, it, it you can never be satisfied with the fans that you've got coming through the turnstiles, you always have to be doing things to be growing your business and looking forward. And the isolationist uh, situation before worked well for them because they controlled the world. But now, you know, Triple H really looks at wrestling, I believe, as a global entity and and sees the value of relationships with other promotions and countries. So hats off to them. And again, Machine Gun Carl Anderson versus Tama Tonga for the Never Open Weight title back where it started with those two. And, uh, you know, a great way to to potentially settle this feud. When we spoke to you last, Kevin, as well, just after the G1, um, historic crossover is coming up. Uh, probably the best, maybe my favorite show of the year. Um, mm. You know, you and Chris Chan provided live commentary for that. You were joined by Waka, who was sensational. Um, she was great. She was superb, uh, especially during the main event. She got so emotional, bless her. Um, and you were saying how you wanted to try bring more English commentary to stardom. Of course, at Wrestle Kingdom, we've got Kairi versus Tom Nakano. Um, is there any update on that? Is that something that we can maybe look forward to in 2023? Some more English commentary, whether it's yourself and Chris or another team entirely? 
No, I haven't heard any more about it specifically. I think uh, the conversation is let's get through Wrestle Kingdom and let's see how things are financially after. Let's see how many. Let's see how many subscriptions come in for Sasha Banks. Well, yeah, and and let's you know, again, very cautious. They (laughs) want to do it. Uh, They know, you know. Again, if it was up to us, we we'd have started yesterday. But it's the um, it's on the table, and it's still being considered. And I think eventually it will happen. I I I wouldn't want to venture a guess on a timetable. But what we know is the IWGP Women's Championship is a singular title that I would I would I know will have presence on both stardom events and big new Japan events. So in that regard, yes, there will be continuing coverage of stardom in English commentary through that championship, regardless of whomever holds it. And then the the next leap would be let's start to bring new and there's probably contracts as well that I'm unaware of. Let's bring some bigger stardom shows over to world and or or have them on stardom-world.com um but yeah so i think that that's it's eventually going to get there we're just not there yet Mm -hmm. the uh the the wrestle kingdom 17 show january 4th it presents us with possibly a new chapter in the history of new japan pro wrestling we won't see hiroshi tanahashi or naito in in the, the spotlight and is this do you because we went last episode we went back through all the the wrestle kingdoms and those guys are super prominent in all the main events is this a passing of the torch um and we know naito is his story is always can he get back to the top of the mountain but father time is not on his side right and i i think that when ren narita spoke about the changing of the guard uh when he first returned i think that's what we're seeing uh i think there is good young talent that's you know, going to be kicking the doors in between he and Shota Umino, who's, and again, not in a prominent match, but they're a part of Keiji Muto's last match. Yep. So that's prominent in and of itself. Um, it'll be a six-man tag and very exciting and good for Shota to be a part of that and Ren Narita with his World TV title match against Zack Sabre Jr., which is another one that, they you know, to the purists of wrestling, wow, this should be a technical showcase. So it's really something for every, everybody. But yeah. You know, I, I've, I've, I've said in commentary during either, I think it was during the last two shows of the year, you know, talking about it's an older roster. And I think that it's time that some of the older stars give way to some of the younger stars. And I, you know, again, it's always a period of uncertainty and it always seems to work out. You know, it. it I don't think fans get chased away because their favorite may not be in a top spot anymore. Uh, they'll still get to see them, but it's a, uh, a logical step with when athletes get into their forties. Um, it's just sort of the tradition and it not 40 is a magic number because obviously Hiroki Goto and Tomohiro Ishii and Tanahashi and Naito and those guys, you know, Shingo, they, they, they still present themselves really well. And you know, they're, obviously still figured in heavily so let's just uh it, take it one step at a time but yeah this is the beginning of the next wave of younger stars coming in and beginning to take their take their spot the roster has been largely the same all through the pandemic let's not forget that mm-hmm. so it's been two or three years of 
roster stagnation, one might say, and roster certainty. So because, again, with the borders being closed for so long and we couldn't get into the country, et cetera, et cetera. So we had the homegrown guys. We knew they were going to be there, ready, steady. And now everything's opened back up. So now we can start to bring new guys in where they fit. And that's a uh, that's part of the process. So I think in the process of changing the roster over, it's not just wave them all away and bring everybody in new. It's a slow integration. Um, and that slow integration is how those stars will connect with the fans because the older stars that they're familiar with and love and have every piece of their merchandise, when they are alongside the new, you know, the new stars are alongside them, then it helps them. So we don't need to blow everybody out and bring everybody in new. It's not going to be like that at all. No, and I don't think that's something new Japan does. They do a great job of introducing new talent and telling stories. Um, I know Kieran had a question, but before we get to that, I know you had mentioned the four-way. And uh, if Battle Autumn was a preview, because I thought that the match at Battle Autumn between the four of those junior heavyweights was unbelievable. unbelievable. The storytelling. How they they pulled that off. (laughs) No idea. If that's just a taste, you know, you could argue there's the whole card. Any match can steal the night. But I think I think that match right there might 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 really open a lot of eyes for some people who aren't familiar with those guys. And th- there's a, uh, again, a wave of interest with Suzuki Goon. And, you know, Hiromu has always been uh, top of mind. Um, I think that Desperado and Hiromu kind of is where my money would go. One of those two emerging with the belt. And I think that it's been a... but. It, and then, and then you've got Kushida waiting in the wings. So, and I, you know, again, I don't know if everybody saw it, but how great was Robbie Eagles opposite Kushida in the final night of block of the Super Junior Tag League? They and and it made me like want a singles match between those two. So yeah, there's a lot of depth in the junior division, and the changing of everything with Suzuki Goon now. Uh, and the dissolution of them as a faction leads to, I think, significant interest in that match on top of the fact that they are four bona fide stars. And even Master Watto, who's star with a small S. But his growth and his improvement is tremendous, and we'll see how he does in a pressure-packed spot at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Master Watto has come on leaps and bounds. He's a, he's a different man to the one that first came back during the pandemic. But the thing I did want to bring up, you brought up yourself, is the dissolution of Suzuki Goon. Um you know, it was really emotional. It was incredible. It was a perfect send-off for that band of lovable rogues. But, yeah. you know, New Japan has a faction system. Everyone's got their backup. They've got their group for the multi-man tag matches. It's very unusual. Like, I can't begin to imagine what's going to happen with the Suzuki Union members now because there's essentially a whole host of free agents that are top-tier talents. El Desperado and Zack Sabre Jr. might leave Wrestle Kingdom as two champions. Um, but they don't have a, a home base now in New Japan. What do you think the future holds for the members, the, the now former members of Suzuki Goon? I could see a, a loosely non-labeled band of of friends, you know, uh, out of the former former members, um, and that I think it will take shape over time. I don't think I I would be shocked to see. 
almost like a draft, you know, of of former Suzuki Goon guys. Okay, he's gonna go here and he's gonna go there <laughs> and blah blah. I don't see it that way. I see Taichi and and Despe and and you know Kanemaru Doki. Those guys sort of going in their own direction. We'll see where Zach goes. I'd be interested to to see where he would fit in in that group. But it's a very tight knit group. Let's not forget these factions travel together. And they, you know, LIJ is very tight with each other because they travel together. Suzuki Goon, very tight with each other. They travel together. So it's a, uh, you know, you develop relationships within your faction members and you become friends and you want to work with them. So I'd be interested to see where they go. I could I could see Tai Chi forming his own group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just... He's really stood out as a leader over the last few years. He used to be like a pacifist almost, and now he's <laughs> and now he's a top guy. It's scary, but and the whole evolution of Suzuki Goon. You know, they were so bad they got kicked out of New Japan and sent to Noah, and then they kicked him out uh, and sent him back. We didn't want them, and then they showed up and destroyed Chaos, and it it was, uh, you know, oh, I can't believe Suzuki Goon is back, and now here we are in the end of twenty two, going, oh, Suzuki. <laughs> Yeah, it was something else though, man. What a what a night that was. That was a great show. Mm-hmm. My God, I love uh, calling it. Yeah, they did a be- beautiful presentation telling the story, and it was not a dry eye in the house. Nope, it's fantastic. It's been uh, teased, Kevin, as well by at least by Chris Charlton on social media. I- I'm sure you've gotten on the action as well. You're going to have a third person joining you on the commentary booth at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, could it be a certain lovable Australian making his long-awaited return? God, I don't know. I I. I, I assumed Rocky. That's what you know what I mean. Yeah. I assumed, um, and if but listen, Gino's been running in and screaming Doki Choki in the microphone and running away. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we could grab him, pin him down. You know what I mean, and put a proper headset on him. That would be uh, that would be a lot of fun. But you know, Chris and I are going to be. We got a, a a really cool thing too, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be broadcast. It's not going to be televised. But the fans who bought the package tour through the travel agency we were promoting it on njpw1972.com chris and i are doing a uh, a little meet and greet at abrietas on the third so we'll be having a chunko lunch we'll be doing a q a and it's going to be a blast you know because we're going to just get to chat with the fans just like we're doing here but um yeah those fans are going to get you know certainly their money's worth of that tour just from chris and i alone <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I, I've done Wrestle Kingdoms in the past. It's so cool that New Japan are now offering that extra thing for the fans that come from abroad, especially because this one is such, you know, it's, it feels like a homecoming. The crowd on audience being allowed to make noise, the borders being opened up, it's back to one night. It just feels like the New Japan we, we grew to love over the years, from the junior tag match opening the card, like you said, to just this stacked card. It just goes up and up and up. It just elevates match after match. Right. It's going to be... And I, I think that that's a, that's a good thing. Um, you know, one of the uh, having the event always on January the fourth is important. Having the mm-hmm. event always at Tokyo Dome is important. But when you change things, sometimes change is good, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And and that's all that this was. I think if the pandemic had to happen, we might be sitting on you know a, a new tradition of a two night Wrestle Kingdom. But such is not the case. And now we've we've rolled it back and it's going to be one night. And I think everybody's going to be even new fans. New fans will go, what's all the bother? Well, it wasn't as good when it was two nights. Yeah, but it was the pandemic, too. 
and there were no crowds. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, but now it'll be this jam-packed showcase. And like I said, it's, you know, with the pre-show starting 3.30 local time, probably, you know, six hours <laughs> from start to finish. Um, I'm going to be running back and forth. I'm, you know, I'll have my trip to the dugout, to the bathroom inside, <laughs> all mapped out uh, and proper times to go. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be – it'll be a – an amazing just like experience for wrestling fans, whether they're live or they're watching on world. When you travel to, to Tokyo, how long does it take you to adjust with the time difference going there? Not at all. Um, I'm just tired because it's a long travel day. It's basically, you know, almost 20. Well, let's see. It's 18 hours minimum by the time. Cause I get up at 4 AM and then I get there the next day 4 PM. So it's more than, 24 hours right um and yeah i'm a little looped for that but then i sleep the whole night and i wake up the next day and i'm okay where jet lag hits me is when i come home okay and i think it has to do with flying east versus flying west or vice versa flying west versus east flying east always got me like when i flew to england for shows with Repro, oh, i was yeah. jet lagged to hell and when i came home i felt okay so it, i think it has at least for me it has to do with the direction that i'm flying yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah, totally. Um, with Wrestle Kingdom being back to one night as well, it means not everyone can fit on the card. I know we've right. got the Rambo. We don't know who's going to be in that, but not everyone can have a marquee match on the main card. There's noticeable names absent. You know, Shingo Takagi, main event in last year's Wrestle Kingdom, isn't even on the card. I'm sure he'll be part of the Rambo. Um, House of Torture, uh, their absence is noticeable, but I'm sure no one's losing any sleep over that. Nope. Um, but... Yeah, do you think that makes it more special? The fact that the you know you really have to kind of earn your spot. Like I look at someone like Francesco Akira, who's just come in this year. He's twenty three. He's making his Tokyo Dome debut, but he's earned his spot as a champion. Do you think it makes the night and the matches just that more special, that bit more important? Yes, and it also fuels the fire of those guys that are not on the main card. It gives them a goal to shoot for for the next year. And I've had those conversations with several athletes who are not going to be. Uh, on Wrestle Kingdom, who are um, taking this time to really hit the gym hard, get their mind right, figure out a game plan, a strategy to attack the new year uh, and to earn their way onto the card for the next year. And uh, I think that's always a that's an interesting uh, story as we follow the, you know, like somebody is going to challenge the new champion. Or the uh, world champion, I should say. So if there is a, you know, if it's Jay White or if it's Okada. Okay. Who's next? Is it Jeff Cobb? Is it Shingo? Is it somebody that's not figured in on the, the main card of Wrestle Kingdom? Um, is it a Naito? Is it a Tanahashi? Is it a, a you know, it, it could be anybody. Uh, and so you start with that and you go, okay, who might be next for whomever wins, whether Okada or Jay White? And now that starts to open up some possibilities of, wow, this 23 new year is starting in earnest for so-and-so. And I think that, the, you know, and guys like Aaron Hanare, uh, who, who look at when they're, I'm sure he'll be in the Rambo, but if he, if he wins, if he makes the final four, if he goes to New Year's Dash, he could compete for that uh, KOPW 23 uh, title belt now, yeah. uh, no longer a trophy, a poor trophy. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, but somebody like that, you know, great O'Conn, those guys, they're, they're 
figured in and obviously where do they fit in going forward? El Fantasmo. What about him? There's a lot of what abouts and some of those, some of those, I don't think there's, I, I wouldn't say there is a glaring omission. You know what I mean? Like the card is so stacked. It's mm-hmm. like where, okay, where would they have fit in? Yeah. And it, it the Rambo was almost just like a hand wave kind of throwaway, but now it's, now there's interest in it. Now we want to see who's in it and who wins it. Cause there's something at the end of it. That's a prize. And I think that, it's always interesting how uh, those situations shake out and how you wind up building. There's no throwaway. There's no hand wave matches. Ah, I don't really care about this one. No, man. It's all like bang, 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 oh, bang, yeah. bang, all the way through. So, yeah, there's going to be some names that are left out. And, and there's always that, you know, outside name that comes in, usually. Um a big star from somewhere else, from another promotion, whether it was Chris Jericho and, you know, this year it's Kenny Omega. That takes up a big spot. And having Omega and Osprey one-on-one is is going to be, you know, something else. FTR. I hope they I, I hope they win just so I can continue to call FTR matches. <laughs> I, oh, I, want, no, I want Yoshihashi to pick up the big win. I, I Of course I do too. But I don't want to, you know, lose the ability to call FTR matches. Um, because they're so damn good. And, yeah. you know, Aussie Open is obviously a figure. I look mm-hmm. so smart, by the way, boys. Kudos to me. I finally got one right. So that PWI tag list comes out, and fans were, you know, him and hawing about this, that, or the other. Oh, Fishermon were not on that list. No, not at all. And and then they asked, you know, somebody asked me, and I said, well, my personal list, FTR1, Aussie Open 2, Bishamon 3. And end of world tag league, we wind up with Aussie Open versus Bishamon for the right to face FTR. So I got it exactly right. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bishamon's Kudos list. to me for getting one right for once. Bishamon was so noticeably absent from that list. They won World Tag League the year prior, won the titles at Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, blew the doors off of Dangerous Techers. Um, but yeah, you but... know why? Because there hadn't been a, a lot of buzz around New Japan. Mm. It's been largely quiet because the fans have been largely quiet. It's not been an exciting product to watch. The matches are great, but without the fans making noise, it's like watching the TV on, you know, on mute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it takes away from it. So I, I understand. And, and they have to look at who's popular and who's, you know, who's getting the attention right now. And teams like the acclaimed or the Usos are going to be, on that list because they're seen all the time on TV and fans react and they're freaking over. So I let's look at it that way. I'd be remiss, Kevin, if I didn't ask you something. My favorite wrestler, Katsuyori Shibata, um, seemingly wrestling everywhere but New Japan. Um, you know, he had the match. Huh? He had the match with Ren Rita at the Tokyo Dome to kick off the year. Um, you know, he said, "F the rules, let's have a wrestling match." Showed up at Forbidden Door, had an amazing match with Orange Cassidy. Um, and then, of course, he's got the UWF rules match with Tom Lawler in the main event, which would have happened by the time this airs. It's happening tomorrow. Right. Um, yeah. Is there any reason for that? Could you provide any insight on why Shibata is seemingly everywhere but New Japan? I am just like you. I have no idea and don't understand it. And I know from talking to Shibata personally that he wants to wrestle. He wants to compete. So he's going to do what he wants to do, which he's done before. You know, he yep. walked away mm-hmm. as one of the new three musketeers and wanted to do his own thing and came back 
and was awesome. So if he has to do it again, he'll do it again. But he loves doing what he's doing with the L.A. Dojo, but he wants to wrestle. And I think that any hesitancy from New Japan is simply health-related. It's, you know, they're being cautious with it, and I understand it. But Shibata made his own rules last year, and he's (laughs) going to make his own rules this time. And if that means he has to go and, you know, basically have New Japan beg him to come back, then good. Hello, cat. It's our, our, our other podcast host, Nelly. She always, she's always interrupting. Matt. What's up, Nelly? <laughs> very excited. Very excited for Wrestle Kingdom too. Yes, I could tell. <laughs> Look at my butt. That's her. <laughs> that's her. It's her claim to fame. <laughs> Showing her coolie to everybody. <laughs> the coolie. I love that phrase. I know we're here and we're talking Wrestle Kingdom 17, Kevin, but you also in the States are doing uh, American Excellence Wrestling. And yes. For those of us in the Northeast area, uh, I know you guys have a big show on January 7th at the historic Hamburg Fieldhouse. Um, just if you want to take a minute and just let the fans know uh, about about this promotion and, and what they can expect over there. Well, the main the main part of it is the historic Hamburg Fieldhouse, which for years hosted uh, WWF television tapings all through the 70s and 80s. In fact, the original lighting rig that Vince Sr. paid to have hung are the ring lights that we use. Oh, nice. Uh, so, it, you know, going back for 40 years, that was the home of wrestling in, in central Pennsylvania. And there have been promotions that have run there, and there was a promotion that was running there, and they, they booked me in April to come into a seminar and just say hi, et cetera, an appearance. And I looked at this place and was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And I've had the idea to kind of do my own thing for years, but never found the right venue or the right situation. Well, this was both. And so I talked to the the partners that that own it and said, hey, let me come in and help you guys. And they were all ears. So we're working together now on a a throwback style, if you will. Everything's going to be very simple and very easy for live event attending fans to understand. Um, Simplifying things is going to make it so much better. But the other thing that we're doing is that we're putting community first. It's like the wrestling is secondary to whatever fundraising situations we're going to have. So like we've been working with Keystone Military Families, which is a food bank in Pennsylvania that helps out military families because when a National Guard troop, for example, gets called up and has to go overseas, well, then his family is left on just his little pittance of a salary and he could have had a really good job as a truck driver, as a welder, as a you know corporate executive. Well, that job is now gone. You're not getting that salary anymore. So this food bank helps those families. So we're helping them. Whether we're collecting food or raising money, that's one of the organizations that we're working with. We're also working with the Special Olympics. And we've invited, and we're going to have a whole host of Special Olympians and their families that come on January the 7th and going forward. This is not just a one-off. This is a full schedule calendar of events. And the first event that we're doing is January 7th under the American X Wrestling banner. And then we have another event on February 18th. Then we're off in March because we couldn't get the building. And uh, we come back in April where we're doing a big fundraiser for autism awareness. We've got something that is going to be so cool that we're doing for this show. And then we're off in May and then we're back in June 
we take July and August off because it's ghastly hot in the field house. There's no air conditioning. And then we come back in September and we run every month, September, October, November, December, January, February, on into, you know, 24. We have a full schedule of events booked through 24 as well. And I think that by the time we get to 2025, we're going to be talking about a, a vibrant local wrestling promotion that's, you know, hosting monthly events uh, attended by, you know, anywhere between 750 and 1,000 fans going forward. The Fieldhouse can hold 1,500 comfortably. And I think that we're, we're doing it for the community. We're doing it for Hamburg. We're, we're heavily involved with uh, the local Hamburg uh, Society, the Our Town Foundation. And we're going to be doing something with them for their Hamburger Festival coming up in, on Labor Day weekend. So it's just getting ingrained in the community. Then we're also, then the long-term future plans are to get a historical designation for the Hamburg Fieldhouse. And that this is the, uh, this is one of the most important wrestling venues in the country. Professional wrestling is a huge sport attended by millions of fans every year. And this is kind of one of its home bases in a historical fashion, not unlike, and so many buildings that have, you know, gone the way of the bulldozers, or, you know, like the Sportatorium in Dallas and the Olympic Auditorium in LA, those venues were special in their own right, but Hamburg was special, completely different. Every star in the world came in there and did TV. So it's, it's the roots of the W, the, you know, WWE are in Hamburg. And so we know that just talking with fans locally, oh, yeah, I used to go when I was a kid or my parents used to go, my grandparents used to go, et cetera, et cetera. Well, come back out because we've got a product that's going to speak to you. We're raising money for different charitable organizations, and it's a night of fun. If we get if we get 10,000 casual fans in our um, under our tent and they come out once or twice a year, we'll be in great shape. It's the it's the theory of minor league baseball. We, we know that people attend minor league baseball games all the time because the park is generally full. But these people might be baseball fans. They might not be. They might not be able to name one player on, on the team who's playing. We don't care. Oh, the, the team in white, that's us? Okay, go team. <laughs> and and uh, they might come out once or twice a year to fireworks night or try to win a TV or whatever, and they're running dizzy bat on the field and chasing the mascots around. That's what we want to be. We just want to be, we're not trying to be super indie. We're not broadcasting these live on fight. We're not trying to compete with anybody. We're just trying to grow wrestling in the state of Pennsylvania. We're changing the culture. That's the biggest thing. There's been a, a what I, you know, what my friend Bob Evans calls a loser mentality about wrestling. And it's the same guys just going around and, you know, they're not very good. And, you know, a bunch of 40 milers and it, it's got to change. So we're changing it. And we're changing it by doing it right. All of the things that we've said for years, oh, I wish we did this. Well, we're going to do. And we're going to try a bunch of different things. We've got a whole host of vendors bringing in uh, wrestling stars just to do autographs. You know, from Ricardo Rodriguez to, uh, oh, who else is going to be there? Savio mm -hmm. Vega and Miguel Perez. Yeah, you know, yeah uh, on, on Twitter, you guys have Deanna Prazu coming Deanna in. Deanna Prazu is just going to be there just to sign autographs. Yeah, You know, and fans will be able to get pictures with, with their favorites. Oh, I grew up watching Savio. Oh, I love Deanna. I want to see this one, that one. Oh, Ricardo Rodriguez. He was so entertaining. And we're just going to do a bunch of different things. And it, it's going to be like a wild night. So I hope everybody can come. AXWTix.com if you want to show up. 
January 7th, Saturday, January 7th, historic Hamburg Fieldhouse, right down. It's literally five minutes off the highway. Uh, everybody in Pennsylvania can get to it. Easy to get to from Maryland, from New Jersey, from New York. It's it's the perfect venue, the perfect location, and I'm just really excited to get it going. Yeah, we're excited. Mm, I'm excited yeah. for it. It's, it's not not only the best commentator in the world, also a huge humanitarian, Mr. Kevin Kelly, raising money for charity. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what else. Impressive. What are we doing? Right? What are we doing? What's this all about? We have this incredible product that we can we can push and promote, and if we're doing this for pro, I'm not getting paid. I'm not doing this. My wife's like, are you getting paid for this? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, Oh, what are you doing it for? I said, we're doing it to raise money. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. So it's going to be fun and exciting and different. And I just want everybody to come out and, you know, two hours, two and a half hours and you'd be on your way. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we got a lot of matches on the first card, but eventually we're going to get to like six matches. Cause I don't want to be there all night. <laughs> I'm old. You know, I land on January 6th. I come back from Tokyo, right? Oof. I call Dome. I call Dash. I go home on the 6th, and then I got Hamburg on the 7th. So, uh, and, I'm, and I'll be jet lagged. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be kind of running around the roaming host of the night. I don't know what I'm going to say in the microphone. It might come out very interesting. It could be the one show we do. <laughs> it could be the one show we do, then we're out of business. <laughs> oh, don't, don't say that. Right. We'll lose if I wasn't building. going on my cruise, I would take the trip out to Hamburg. Hey, man, it would be. Well, listen, you can come another time. I think I'll come every, in February. There you go. We're running every month, just about. And and again, we would run every single month, except for the air conditioning situation in the summer. But the Hamburg Fieldhouse is booked. So they host a bunch of events all year long. It's kind of the center of the community. You know, they do car shows. They do flower shows, Easter, this, that, the other thing. And and the events are booked. I'm like, can we get in? Can we squeeze in? Is there a cancellation? Hope no. These have been the same groups that have been running this building on these weekends for years, Kevin. You, the schedule's <laughs> not going to change. Okay, no problem. But well, yeah, we're my... we're excited. We're going to be doing a lot more. Hopefully, we can get other venues as well. We're looking at Allentown. We're looking at Reading. We're looking at Lebanon. We're looking at you know north of of 78, kind of up into uh, Schuylkill County, kind of that radius if you will around 78 61 and how can we build out from there and run like a regular schedule we're going to be attending the pennsylvania fair association trade show so we're going to get some fair shows um we're eventually going to be uh meeting with and joining the uh college entertainment group uh it's called i think national association of college entertainment we'll be bringing wrestling shows to college campuses why not um you know, we've got we've got some good talent. We can bring in guys from outside. Uh, we know everybody in the industry. Uh, so we you know, so they will only get paid the brother rate and it will we'll make it so that'll be, it, it'll constantly be affordable for everybody. Uh, we're going to be making some some uh, changes to uh, the seating, actually. So like we have to buy. <laughs> excuse me. I was looking at, you know, the same chair that Larry Zabisco whacked Bruno over the head with at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. Those are the chairs that people sit in. And, <laughs> it, you know, so for the front row, for the first two rows, I want to get, like, uh, steel padded chairs that are comfortable to sit in, uh, you know, for the people who are paying that ticket to sit up front. And little things like that. We have to get new belts. We have to get uh, we have to get new canvas. And we have to get new ring aprons. Those types of things. So, so that's what we're doing right now. We're going to be 
you know, feathering the nest financially and then turning around and putting that money right back into the promotion just to make it look aesthetically pleasing. And, uh, you know, but again, it's tons of paved parking. It's easy to get to. There's not a bad thing about running this place. I could talk all day about it. I'll shut up now. Yeah, I love the uh, look, uh, the, the passion is there. And I think that's that's important because, you know, we've I'm sure me and Kieran have come across some wrestling promoters who uh, just are just whatever. They don't care. You know, I'm, I, I'm disappointed. I'm all the way across the, the pond. Otherwise, I'm, I'm Kevin's got me pumped. I wish I could go. Matt, Matt when you make the journey, you're going to have to take a cardboard cut out of me. So I'm there in spirit with you. There you go. You have a cardboard cut out of you. No, he needs no. you to make one. He wants you yeah, to pay of course, for it. Matt. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but I am not <laughs> very artistic. No, you go to the uh, print shop and you take a picture of Kieran and you blow it up enormously like the f- fans behind the visitor's basket at college basketball games, okay. you know, when they're waving the Kieran head around. That's what we want. You know, a big fat head of Kieran. I'm, out. I'm on it. I'm on okay. it. That is no. my goal for 2023. No. I've stuck myself into fat head for Kieran. If you want more information on American uh, excellence wrestling at this is a X W on Twitter, give them a follow all the information's there. Um, And then a X W ticks.com. That's where you go to buy them. And if you know, you buy them at the door, you save five bucks by ordering online basically. Or if you want to go, if you got any questions, just drop me a note on Twitter. I don't care at real Kevin Kelly or, uh, we've got a big presence on Facebook as well. So uh, Facebook page and again, finding out only another cool thing we did. And I'll just say this. We were looking for ways to save some money, but at the same time, for, you know, make sure that everybody gets paid. So we put out you can sponsor a wrestler oh, and nice. the you know, whether it's a business or whether it's an individual, we've had a tremendous response. I was shocked. And, it, you know. So, so uh, that all of that helps because then that allows us to run more shows, to help more charities, to do more different things. We have a host of no names on this show. Other than maybe some fans have heard of Cabana Man Dan just because his name is so unique. But Derek Neal is on the card. Nobody's ever heard of Derek Neal unless you live in the South. And he's freaking awesome. Like when I first put out that I was doing this, Davey Richards said, here's a list of guys that I would recommend. And Derek Neal was right at the top of the list. And I was like, funny you say that, Davey. We've already contacted Mr. Neal and he's going to be appearing. But, um, it, it, you know, it's built, we've got young guys that are really good, that are that just need some guidance and need some experience and need the right opponents. John Schuyler is coming in. There was a big controversy about John Schuyler because he got suspended by AML for attacking Colby Carino and hanging him with a chain. So we we were like, well, we're friends with AML. We want to work with AML. I don't want to piss them off. Are you guys okay with us using Skyler? And they said, well, we don't recommend it, but it's your business. Do what you want. And so we eventually decided, all right, let's do it. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to piss off AML because I like them so much. They run in the Carolinas. Yep. And I want to keep good relationships. Like I talked before about Triple H. Uh, We all have to work together. And if we're sharing talent, sharing ideas, working together, uh, then then the the fans are going to benefit from it in all across the country, especially in the East, you know. So if we're working with AML, if we're working with promotions in out in the Pittsburgh area or in West Virginia, and, and we continue to broaden that scope, you know, the Carolinas and AML, then fans are going to see different stars all the time. 
and our guys can go and they can wrestle there and and Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Pick up extra, you know, money and get more experience, it'd be better. It just works. Uh, too many of the promoters, that's why I talk about changing the culture. Because too many of the promoters have been like, uh, you work for me, you don't work for anybody else. You don't work for that guy, you can't work for me, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I don't play that game. Right. I don't care about any of that. I want us to all work together. Like mm-hmm. Ricardo Rodriguez's promotion, Three Legacies Wrestling. He's got a wrestling school in Lancaster, which is nearby what we're doing. And I'll break some news here. We're we're going to be working together with Ricardo on a baseball stadium show at in Lancaster over the summer, in the month of August. So, so that's going to be fun. And, you know, it'll be some of his Three Legacy guys, some of our guys. And it'll be a, a great night for the fans. And why not? Because we all need to work together. So we're changing the culture. Um, and I want everybody, you know, just um, I'm imploring the guys to just trust the process. We know what we're doing. Let us do it. Listen to what we have to say. Uh, we're going to bring, you know, wrestlers in that are going to make you better. And out of that, the whole Pennsylvania scene is going to improve. It's a state of 12 million people. And you can't go... You go 100 miles and you go to a wrestling show and it's the same guys you saw 100 miles down the road. And it's like none of them are any good. Why? We have all 14 state universities here in PA. And you mean to tell me that we can't recruit any athletes who want to get into wrestling? Uh, no, I don't believe it. You go to you look at uh, WrestlePro, Pro over in Jersey and New York and the athletes that they're getting and the wrestlers they're turning out. Holy crap. Well, how do we get that in Pennsylvania? We get that by having a home base. And we get that by having a promotion like ours that's going to develop and cultivate these new stars and bring in guys in exciting matches that fans are going to want to see while at the same time helping out local charities. And I will stop. Well, I think it's it, soon Kevin Kelly is going to be up for two Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. It's going to be he's going to be winning Commentator of the Year and he's going to be winning Booker of the Year as well. Promoter of the Year. I want to be the promoter, promoter of the year. year. There you go. I'm already throwing my hat in the ring for 23. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't care less about any of that. You know, but it's a um, knowing what I know from being in the industry for over 30 years now, uh, it's time. And and the other thing I know is I know really good people. That's the thing. It's like if you're smart, you don't have all the knowledge yourself. You trust the good people to come in and to do their thing. And that thing could be in the ring. That thing could be behind the scenes. And out of that, magic will happen. Because I'm not in it for me. Not at all. I'm in it for everybody else. So I first had to sell the wife. And when she understood that, then it was like, oh, okay. Now I understand. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, coming off of the high from Wrestle Kingdom, it's, it's, it's everything is right. And Dash is going to be fun. Dash is oh, yeah. super Always unpredictable. Is. We never know the matches. It literally is. I'll tell you it's this. Taking it to the next level this year. Next year. Yeah, to explain it, Kieran, because I'm I, tell me, 
So usually New Year's Dash, you don't know the card until the show begins. The ring announcer gets in the ring and he says, these are going to be your matches. This year, it's going to be that you're not going to know who's on, who's wrestling and what match until that wrestler's entrance music hits. Right. Um, until they walk through the curtain. That's, and again, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you can't prepare any notes, Kevin. Oh, no, I, I, and I kind of sit there and, and by now I can call most of it with no notes. You know of what course. I mean? But I do like to get a little train of thought going. So if I see the lineup, okay, and uh, I won't have that. So I'll, I'll work with nothing. I'll do that. I'll have absolutely nothing in front of me because what's the point? And because I'd be scrambling, looking, oh, wait, he yeah. was, he did this and oh, forget it. So, uh, yeah, Chris and I will just sit there and we'll be flying blind on the, on the fifth, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I think you guys will be just fine because you do yeah. best commentary team in wrestling. Thank that. you very much. Thank you. Uh, is, there, is, there, is there a better look? Is there a better time in wrestling? I mean, New Japan gives us so much the G1 and the the the, the, the New Japan Cup and the World Tag League. But man, Wrestle Kingdom right into New Year's Dash, they waste no time closing a chapter and starting a new one. I mean, it is the best for fans. Yeah, it, it really is great. And January is such a great month for wrestling overall with you know the, the royal rumble it's just it's special it really is and i know with everybody cooped up in their houses in the you know a lot of places in the u.s right now because of this terrible winter storm everybody's been dealing with you know i think that when if the weather breaks a little bit i think people are going to be more excited you know we're reading reports about they're getting feet of snow in the north of japan you know in hokkaido where i'm going to be at the second half of the month Holy moly, they got feet of snow. It's like, oh boy, that's going to be a blast, you know. But I'm going to be excited to uh, see everybody and, you know, just hear the cheering and the foreign fans. And, oh, it's magic. I just love it. Well, Kevin, before we let you go, is it kind of business as usual for you now when it comes to English commentary? You're going to be over there for the majority of 2023. I know the next big show is the new beginning it's always easy for me it's on my birthday it's always a great christmas present february 11th um are you going to be there for the majority of the big shows of course the g1 is it a lot easier for you now that about the borders are a lot less restrictive oh yes it is so much better because last year i left so we had the uh third night of wrestle kingdom with noah and i left the next day and i was in japan from january 9th until march 31st wow i can't do that anymore it just took too much away from my family. And the reason that I did that, of course, was because of the 14-day quarantine. So if I would have gone home, I would have had to turn around and leave and then quarantine for two weeks and then call the shows and then go home and then come back and quarantine for two weeks. It just never would have worked out. So just I'll stay. And the year before that, I missed Christmas. So I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm going to fly back and forth. Uh, and I'll be there for the big shows and, you know, the big stuff. And when I'm not there, if, you know, we're doing it live and I'm here from home, it's just as good. It's it's not as good for me because I don't see everything. Um, but if we're live, it, it, it's always better. And so there's going to be, you know, there'll be times where I'll be here, where the times I'll be hit, I'll be there. But, yeah, I, I can't do the and we don't have to do the quarantine anymore. Thank God. Um, but, yeah, I just I can't do being away from my family it's too it's too much uh you know i got a house i've got chickens i've got dogs i i've got wife and son and you know my older son's out of the house but i can't be away like that so yeah back and forth it is mm -hmm. 
Well, Kevin, this has been an absolute treat. It's always a pleasure when we get to talk to you, uh, especially around this is like a, a new level of excitement for us because we're talking to Kevin Kelly, Wrestle Kingdom season. This is nothing gets better than this. It's really an absolute treat for us. Uh, you want to follow Kevin on social media at Real Kevin Kelly, and again his uh, wrestling promotion at This Is AXW. Uh, and if you're in the Northeast, definitely find some time and check it out. You know the winters are going to be cold. And if there's a reason to go out, uh, it's to go out and see a little AXW. Yeah, man, we're going to put the arm on you for, for money as well. We're passing the hat during the show. Uh, so show up with your pockets full because we're helping charities. And oh, I, I'm so excited for what we're doing in April. I, I can't wait. It, it's like it's going to be the best for autism awareness. It's wonderful. We actually... And they did this before I got there. I loved it. I was like, why is the music so low? Oh, because of the sensory where I was like, oh, my God, what a great idea. So, you know, we had a whole host of families. We raised I don't know, thousands some odd dollars for Autism Speaks. It was like, what else can we do? How do we do this every month? And that's that's what we're doing. You're doing, you're doing great work, and we're so proud that we get to use our platform to help you spread the word. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, you know, listen, uh, we need uh, the Kieran Fathead. So we got a list of things to do. <laughs> I got my notepad. And if, if we just have that at every show, whether it's Tokyo Dome, whether it's Dash, maybe, you know, Hokkaido. I just want to see that Kieran Fathead, you know, somewhere. I mean, look, if Dave LaGreca can get his Fathead on all the U.S. shows here. We definitely can make this a thing, Kieran. I'm gonna. I'm, we're making it happen. I'm getting a fat head made. I seriously regret opening my mouth. Well, you 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 wanted it, so this is what we're doing. You really do want this, Kieran. I'm not so sure. I wish I could go there in person. <laughs> That's what I want. The flights are a fortune from the UK. Yes, it was fine. 12, 13, 14. No, no issue. I flew over, but I can't make it for 17, unfortunately. Well, the yen is cheap, but you know the flights are expensive, so. It's uh, but you listen. You'll be represented in spirit everywhere, all around mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, uh, big head, big head, Kieran everywhere. Seemingly, <laughs> it's going down. It's happening. It's a great idea. Yeah, Kieran's no, the brains. You. I'm the just a maniac. I'll do. Whatever. You're, you're the humor, Matt. Um, but yeah, no. Thank you so much, Kevin, for your time. You're always so generous uh, to me and Matt, and over the years, especially with me. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure. Um, like I say, say it every time. Best commentator in the world. Um, we're grateful to have you be the English voice in New Japan. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to everybody, and we'll see you soon. Yes, absolutely. Kevin, I'll reach out to you through the Wizards, and uh, if you want to come on our show to promote uh, to the tri-state area, we can definitely set that up. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm here until uh, the 1st. I leave on the 1st, so please reach out and let me know. Yeah, we'll set something up maybe later in the, in the month if uh, we can. Oh, yeah. I'm, absolutely. I'm going on my have, cruise, too. I'm going on my we, got wrestling to, we got wrestling to promote every month in Hamburg. It's a beautiful thing. Kevin, thank All you right. so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. I almost said happy Thanksgiving. What an asshole. Happy New <laughs> Year. <laughs> I can't do turkey again. I've had too much. Come on. I got to move on. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Have Thanks, a good one, Kevin. Kevin. Thank right. you so much. Mr. Kevin Kelly, at Real Kevin Kelly on the Twitter machine. Make sure you give him a follow. At This Is AXW uh, is this promotion out there in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, Kieran, we are rocking. We are rolling. We are uh, rocking. Let, let's keep this motor going. Wrestle Kingdom 17. We're on to the main card, man. Um, we are. We are at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship as Catch 2-2 defends their tag team championships against Leo, Leo Rush, and Yo. Uh, and, 
I mean, who's better than me and you? Come on, because we just talked to Kevin Kelly, and now we have an exclusive interview with one half of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, uh, Francesco. Francesco. Come on, I had it there. I had it. Butchers it. So. Once we ahead of this interview talking to Francesco Akira, Matt says, Is it Francesco or Francesco? Akira says it's Francesco. The interview begins and you're in for a treat. Yes, you are. So we're gonna go over to that interview with uh with one half of the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champions and member of United Empire, Francesco Akira, and we'll be back uh after that. As the Wrestle Kingdom 17 preview rolls on here on Fightful Overbooked, we are honored to be joined by one half of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Catch-22, uh, the United Empire member, uh, friend... So, oh, Jesus, I, fuck, I fucked it up. I fuck, we just had a conversation. <laughs> I, it's, on, you know, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning here in New Jersey. It's the day after Christmas, and I am... Uh, I'm not feeling as bad as my friend Kieran. You're feeling <laughs> you're feeling jolly enough, no. But when well, Wrestle Kingdom season, I, I I'm, over, I'm over the moon. We're here with Francesco Akira, uh, my yes. breakout wrestler for 2022. Incredible year, Francesco. But we're here to talk a bit about Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's a huge card, it's packed, it's just one night. I think that shows so much. It shows just how important you are to New Japan this year that you are on the card for this show. There's so many big names that aren't on the card. Mm-hmm. Catch 2-2 two, two are on the card. You're defending your titles. You're making your Tokyo Dome debut. How are you feeling going into this? Are you nervous? Uh, are you confident? Are you excited? I'm freaking excited, man. It's like Tokyo Dome. It's like I've been there four years ago for the first time and I'm seeing it's like one day I want to wrestle here. And the same here I debut for New Japan. I'm opening the show. So it's pretty huge, exciting, nervous. Yeah, a little bit. But this is the dream, the moment I dreamed for so long. You said on um, your social media as well that you're going to be the first Italian wrestler to walk down the Tokyo Dome ramp. Yeah. How does that make you feel? You know, is, Do you feel pressure to represent your country or are you just proud to be able to represent Italy and Italian wrestling on such a big stage? I would say, like, when I debuted for New Japan first, I was more nervous about bringing Italian wrestling because New Japan wrestler didn't know what Italians mm-hmm. wrestler can do. So now I'm much more confident, and I'm very proud to bring Italy with me. I know probably some guy from Italy are coming too, so it just makes me very proud to be the first Italian to enter the fucking super long ramp. <laughs> it's a very long ramp, man. Yeah, it is. There's no brighter stage. Um, talk to us a little bit about your opponents at Wrestle Kingdom, Yo and Leo Rush. I know, uh, I know, you kind of put the boots to Yo uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little post post match beatdown. You didn't like, uh, you didn't like him being in there with that yeah, trophy. I mean, he takes everything as a joke, so I had to teach him something. But other than that, I'm no. They are very tough opponents. We beat them before, but it was pretty tough. And then they won the tournament. And to be honest with you, I was a fan of Leo Rush back, back like maybe four or five years ago when he was on top of the mountain, when he was like PWG, Ring of Honor. Then he went to WWE. He's like, I was a big fan of it. And I like him as a wrestler, but not as a person because I feel like he's been on top so many times but he's always fell, so 
he will fail Wrestle Kingdom also. And about you, I already beat the guy two times, so. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he's yeah, just a walk in the park. He's there. He's there. It's, funny <laughs> that you, it's funny that you bring up the yo not taking anything seriously because I think that's what got him to the falling out with, with show. And, and I think that's why he's kind of not been in the position that you're in. He's I mean, not would, IWGP junior heavyweight champion. He's not challenging for the, the IWGP junior heavyweight championship because he is, he kind of is just there. He doesn't care. Yeah. That's the way I, I, would, I, I would have done the same with, if it was show. No, it's like you're just there. So what? What's the point? <laughs> um, you obviously catch two to. I think they've revitalized the junior tag division. Um, the best mm -hmm. champions this division has seen in many years. Um, your them. your match with Leo Rush and Yo to open up Super Junior Tag League, the first main event. My favorite junior tag match for many years. Again, easily the best junior tag match of the year. No, there's not a second. Everyone else is fighting for second place. But, you know, that tag team, you're teaming with TJP, who's mm -hmm. got so many years of experience. He's been around forever. Um, he's so damn good in the ring. What has that been like for you working with him, considering you're still quite young in your career? You've got, you know, so much left, all the potential in the world to be the superstar. Um, and you've got TJP there by your side in the ring, who's got all this experience to help you with. I mean, his career is longer than my life. <laughs> Is like this makes me think every time, and of course he's big, kind of a big brother to me because he's my he's my partner, but also my teacher. Because when a guy has this experience, you have to learn. And there, for sure, I fuck up many times, you know. But that's process, learning process. So you know, you fuck up, you learn. You fuck up, you learn. You fuck up, you learn. And that's what I think is great about TJ, that he has a big passions and he gives me a lot of knowledge and a lot of everything to, to learn from him. That's what I would say. Uh, the importance of you being so young and getting the opportunity to shine in the United Empire, what does that mean to you? It's, I mean, I'm the, yeah, like one of the youngest guy in New Japan, not considering Young Lion, let's say. So it's, of course, have a lot of pressure because everyone is looking at me like, oh, this new kid, there should be maybe Young Lion is here doing this and doing that. But I'm proud of the things I've done because I moved to a different country. I left the work. I left everything behind to follow my dream. So I know I have a lot to learn, but I also am proud of the, I'm proud of the steps I'm taking you're too good to be a young lion, Akira. You're way too good for that, man. You're you're already way past that. Big, big respect to the young lion, of course. <laughs> uh, you had your first match against a, a singles match against a young lion. Uh, yeah, in the Corey Grenwell. Yeah, yeah, it was an awesome match. Look at this. Oh it's, yeah, I see you put on, the shit, there. Put on in, your social here. media. <laughs> you got a, an early Christmas present there. Um, yeah. like, like I said, for me, you've been the breakout one like you know the question goes around year-end awards who's your wrestler of the year who's your breakout star of the year you've been my breakout star of the year akira you know i had seen a bit of you before in all japan my first time seeing you with robbie x at rev pro in york hall and then you oh, came yeah. back that was my first seeing you in person and then you put on one of the best matches of the year against gabriel kid at rev pro a few months later earlier in the year um you know best of super juniors and then making the junior tag division actually mean something how do you make your 2023 even better considering how good of a 2022 you've had? I mean, I'm the booting at the Tokyo Dome, so it's, like, <laughs> it's a good way to start. That's, yeah, that's a pretty good to start. What's the best thing is like 
of course, I love New Japan and I want to be here. But I want to try to visit new country that I never been, like mm. US, like Mexico, like other country that I never been to, like export my name, raise mm. my name, raise my quality, raise my learning, and everything. So I think, of course, keep doing this in New Japan, keep raising up the the level of the tag team junior division, but then maybe go to states and like wrestling many guys try to get to the big companies there also but still with new japan well i'm gonna jump in here quickly matt sorry because I'm, I'm too excited here you you've mentioned mm -hmm. going to the states i can't not bring up you've said it a few times now you guys want to face the young bucks oh, you too want to take on the young bucks you want to get in the states i want it in the new japan ring if it happens in aw wherever it happens i just want to see this match this is a dream match um but why are you so eager to face the young bucks what is it for you that makes you want to face the young bucks i've grown up watching like not of course when i was eight or nine years old but when i was 15 or like 16 17 when i really got into wrestling like watching every day the young Bucks were the main guys for me to watch because i went from watching wwe to discover indie to discovering of honor to discover new japan and other companies and so the young bucks were the team you know mm -hmm. before they were junior and they became champion like six times then they went heavy wind and they become champion i don't know many times so it was the guy to watch they, they were the guys to watch and now we are the guys to watch so we won of course this opportunity to wrestle them mm -hmm. i don't want to get to i know kieran's very excited about the prospect of the young bucks catch 22 but in the in 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 the history of wrestle kingdom uh there's been a lot of uh it seems like a new page is turned uh mm -hmm. And that's what Wrestle Kingdom signifies. And that sometimes involves champions becoming ex-champions. Is that a concern for you and TJP going into this match? I mean, it's a concern every time we step in the ring because when a title is on the line, there's always a chance to lose it. And of course, Wrestle Kingdom would be a perfect way to start the, the fabulous story of Io and Leo Rush, you know. But it's also the the turn the, the point where me and tjp make it clear to everyone is like that's the point that's like we are still champion at the tokyo dome so come and get it now you mentioned as well that sorry matt that the oh, tokyo dome ramp super long takes a while to get down you know you and uh you and tjp you do your little hand thing where you tjp mm -hmm. walks backwards TJP's not going to be able to do that the whole way down. The guys, the guys, are going to know when the ramp's going to finish. We still didn't think about this, but that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you walk backwards all the for, way for to five the ring. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll, he'll be tired before the match begins, Francesco. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as like you know, you've got that ramp. Special entrances are a big part of Wrestle Kingdom. Extravaganza and everything. I don't expect you to tell us here on Bread Club or Fight for Overbooked, but have you got anything special planned for Wrestle Kingdom? Any special entrance attire, a big grand introduction, maybe something from Gideon Gray, a little tease? We have an idea, but it also depends on like how Wrestle Kingdom will be set up this year. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I still don't know how the Wrestle Kingdom set's going to be. So I'm really curious about that. And if there's a chance, yeah, we have an idea. And it's pretty cool. So hopefully, that's that's, I'm, that's interesting. When do you actually get to see the Wrestle Kingdom setup? Will you see it on January fourth? You get like a I preview think when I get to the arena. Yeah, <laughs> really? That's all right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I like it this way. 
you know, it's like, oh, my God. I've been to Wrestle Kingdom two times as a fan, okay, to watch it, and every time it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. This time, enter by, like, wrestler, wrestler or staff or, like, where people of the arena comes in. That's pretty cool. Is there a is there a match on the show that the fan Akira is looking uh, most forward to? I mean, I mean, I knew I knew the I knew what the answer was going to be. I know what the answer. <laughs> we all know is Osprey versus Kenny. We all know there's a match. That's the, the match, you know. Like, of course, I have my match because that's my main focus. But I'll be very very happy to enjoy Osprey beating the shit out of Omega. <laughs> we t- we had we talked to Gideon Gray, and my concern for that match is that little weasel Don Callis, and I hope Gideon or someone from the United Empire is there just to snuff him out so we get a nice even what because I look I watched this Don Callis here in the states he's up in Kenny Omega's business he's punching people in the dick he's being a little rascal I don't want any of that at Wrestle Kingdom I want Don Callis out. I'm sure if it's something that happened, we're gonna take care of it. Thank you. Like a family. There you go. You you got your you got you can rest easy now, Matt. Nine Akira is gonna make sure it's all taken care of. He's been worried about that. I uh, look. I don't. You can't trust Don Callis. He's a snake. <laughs> well, Akira, I know you said you've got some ideas for your entrance. Um, one thing that springs to mind is Yo has uh taken to calling you Harry Potter in his backstage comments. Um, and you know, you've you've told him it's not gonna be like the books, you know, if Voldemort's gonna win this time, referring to yourself. Um, you know, uh hey, why how is that all come across? Why is Joe calling Harry Potter? Because I mean when... look at me. I, 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 I'm very, you know, I understand it. I came up, grew up with it as well, but because it looks like Harry Potter when I put this on. <laughs> uh, uh no. Um but yeah, he's he's <laughs> He's giving you shit in his backstage comments, man. Yeah, that, that's the thing that makes me like get pissed off to him and attack him. Because he, I had uh, seriously talked to him. I was like, there, congratulations him. And like, of course, talking shit to him. Then he's like, yeah, that's his only reply. And the fan goes like, oh, he called him Harry Potter. He's like, what's the point? Are we wrestling at Tokyo Dome? Or it's a <laughs> joke competition? <laughs> So yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I'm I'm all out of questions. This has been fucking awesome, Matt. Well, you know, I gotta ask. I ask all my all the guests that go to Japan, especially a kid from a kid from Italy. Yeah. How's the food treating you? And have you tried the raw horse? Of course, I I like raw horse. I really like it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Lance but... Archer. Lance Archer turned told we uh, on the Shining Wizards podcast we talked to him and he said his favorite thing to eat in Japan. Is the raw horse, so I have to ask yeah. every person. It's pretty good, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, it, food is great here. Like, of course, I'm Italian, so I miss pasta, pizza, lasagna, gnocchi, and everything else. <laughs> but food is great. Sushi, yakiniku, and like meat and fish, and um, of course, this country is great. Oh yeah, no, awesome. I I love it. I've been to a couple of Wrestle Kingdoms myself. I wanted to go this time. And one thing I should mention as well is, of course, Wrestle Kingdom is going to have crowd noise. The first one for a few times, you know. I don't know. Obviously, some of the best of the super, uh, some of the super junior tag leagues had crowd noise, but it's going to be a Tokyo Dome making crowd noise. Does that make it just all the more like, like you know? I saw you cheer. Does that just make it all the more yeah, exciting for you? Absolutely. One of the biggest concern is like I'm wrestling at Tokyo Dome, but there's no cheering crowd. So still Tokyo Dome, but it feels like something is missing. You know, 
Well, ho- ho- to- hopefully we get the, the catch 2-2. Two, 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 <laughs> I don't know in Japanese, but that, in, that in the Tokyo in, Dome, let's go. I've been to Tokyo Dome in 2020 when Corona was still not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was not, yeah. And like the, the, the crowd was awesome. Like I really ex- enjoyed so if we can get back to it, that's that's just making everything Hell yeah. perfect. Yeah. In your uh, before before we let you go, I know it's late over there, but in your wildest dreams, growing up a wrestling fan, did you ever think you'd be uh, on the last uh, the the wrestle any wrestling show where it was KG Muto's last wrestling match? Probably no. It was like <laughs> KG Muto is also family in fair family, famous in Italy. You know he's big guy also in italy like ginoki son mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool i will be on the same show as mutas and last match well yeah, i think that's a that's all that's remarkable i think that's that's such a cool uh, it's uh, an awesome moment. thing and francesco akira is making his tokyo dome home debut the same it's night keiji muto is making his last new japan appearance <laughs> man that's it's an awesome dichotomy uh me and matt are gonna be rooting for catch 2-2 in the tokyo dome we're huge fans big supporters of you and tjp we love the united empire i'd throw the crown up but i'm holding the microphone it's gonna be too difficult there we go uh <laughs> francesco thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for being so generous for your time it. and doing this i hope you have uh you kick leo russian yo's ass in the tokyo oh, dome and you have a great time doing it man let's go boys let's go thumbs up Yes, 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 yes. That's United Empire, Wrestle Kingdom 17. That's cool. Now, you do know I have, there's a standard for me where I have to. Like, this isn't a gimmick. I always fuck somebody's name up, so. Oh, dude. I, the the first time I, I interviewed Alex Coglin. I'd done the same thing as what you just done with Francesco. Prior to it, I said, it's Coglin, right? It's not Coughlin. Because it's spelt Coughlin. The interview begins, and I go, and with me is Alex Coughlin. And like, I fucked up totally too. Yeah, no, it's like par for the course with me. So it's so we had a whole conversation beforehand. I would love to be like, oh, it's because it was so early in the morning. But (laughs) by that point, I was already up an hour because he was running behind. So. But I have Frances- no excuse. Francesco Akira is awesome. We're both so excited for the match. We said it all during the interview. Um, let's let's give a quick prediction, shall we, Matt? Uh, I'm going with Catch Two Two retaining their titles. I would also like to predict Catch Two Two. I the team of Lee, Leo Rush oh. and Yo is is great, but I think if we're going to build this IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Division like uh, Akira said he wants to, um, I, I think it only makes sense for them to continue as the champions. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's what that's what I want to. I would love the titles to, you know, have a have a real run under them. Um, you know, bring some uh, some stability to the titles that have kind of chopped and changed hands a lot. Um, but yeah, then we move on to the second match of the card, the IWGP Women's Championship match. Champion Kyrie defending her title against Tam Nakano. Um, can you preview this one, Matt? Can you tell us all about Tam Nakano? I can tell you very little about Tam Nakano. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, I know the historic X show was huge. I think this match is just as big. I know in the past couple of years we've had starter matches, but they were on the pre-show and they weren't on New Japan World. Um, the fact that we've in in such a short amount of time they've uh, worked towards getting this IWGP Women's Championship up and running, and now it's going to be featured on Wrestle Kingdom uh, on a card of this magnitude, like we talked with Kevin Kelly, is huge. And there's no better stage for these women to ply their trade and. All the rumors circulating 
with Sasha Banks and her uh, possible appearance. Just peak, you know, hopefully she, the idea of her being there brings in a ton of people uh, who maybe might not be familiar with the world of stardom. Maybe they're stuck in their ways and they only know what the WWE has to offer in terms of women's wrestling or AEW or Impact. And hopefully this gives people a new avenue where they can discover the Tam Nakanos and the Julias and the Mio, uh, the the Iwatani's, because uh, because this is huge. Oh yeah, I'm super pumped for this. Then like you know, I uh, the last singles women match on the Tokyo that to take place in the Tokyo Dome, the last time women compete for a title in the Tokyo Dome, you probably have to go back to like all Japan women's back in the nineties, early two thousands maybe. Um, I don't expect you to try find that one, Matt. That's a that's a difficult one to try find. Um. <laughs> uh but yeah no like google I, i'm excited for this one like tamalaka knows great um she had uh, her most famous match is probably the hair versus hair match against julia um which was incredible uh it's awesome that she's in this spot on the wrestle kingdom card um i think Kyrie does retain though she's got that face value especially if we're getting sasha banks um you know because there's clearly you know they want to get this title recognized worldwide Sasha Banks versus Kyrie. I, I kind of wish it would be Sasha Banks against someone that's more stardom than Kyrie because obviously Kyrie spent so long in WWE. She's probably shared a ring with Sasha Banks at some point in WWE, I'm sure. Um, I would love to see, you know, it to be Sasha Banks versus Anotami Hayashishta, Mayu Watani, Julia, um, you know, Shuri, just that, just someone that's more full blooded stardom. Um, so I'm holding out hope for Tam Nicole because I'd love to see Tam versus Sasha Banks. Uh, but I, I think, unfortunately, the, the likelihood is that Kyrie, will, Kyrie walks away with the first defense of her title here. Now, I'm going to have to uh, do double-check this and go to my Eggshells book by Chris Charlton. If you're looking for a great book, too, about the history of wrestling in Tokyo Dome, Eggshells is a fantastic read. But the Big Egg Wrestling Universe, All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling, November yeah. 20th, 1994. Biggest, uh, Westerns, biggest women's wrestling card of all time, man. Yeah, like that's 20 last... matches on that. Oh, it's giant. There are 42,000 fans in attendance. Ah, yeah, nice. No, awesome. That's got the, the famous my, uh, Manami Toyota versus Aja Kong five-star match from Mr. Uncle David Meltzer. I'm pretty sure it's on that card. Um, but yeah, no, that's right. a fantastic show. But, but what's your prediction, Matt? Who's who's walking away with the IWGB Women's Championship? I think the money is in uh, Carrie and Sasha Banks, not in uh, WWE ring. And if this is going to push stardom to a new level, I think Carrie walks out and we see that match on a, a stardom pay-per-view. In yeah. 2023. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it might. You've got another night of Wrestle Kingdom. We didn't even touch on that with Kevin Kelly. You know, it could it could happen there? Who knows? Um, we, no it's one knows what the situation is with Sasha Banks. Hopefully, she's around for a, for a good little bit, and we get a good stint from her. But then, then we start to get into some of the the meat and the bones, shall we say? You know, IWGP Tag Team Champions FTR defending their titles against World Tag League winners Bishamon. I'm all for Yoshihashi pinning FTR board. I said it before. Let's fucking go. Team Yoshihashi. And I am uh, I'm on the fence because I do want FTR Aussie Open in a New Japan ring. It happened in a New Japan ring, Matt. I didn't. Get I was there, it. Matt. It was not in. I did not get to see it live. I had to wait a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> and it was not in Japan. And I think. I think if 2022 taught us anything, it's that the with the right teams, you could tell a great trilogy. And I, if FTR Briscoes is might go down as one of the greatest wrestling trilogies and tag team wrestling history. And I think the groundwork is there for FTR Aussie Open because that first match in, in 
the UK was fantastic. And and if we can see FTR walk out as the IWGP Tag Team Champions and Aussie Open have another run at them, um, and then they can run it back one more time, I think it'd be it'd be great for everybody involved. Yeah, I think it's time to get these titles back home. They've they've been missing for the six six months since Forbidden Door. You know, like you've mentioned it before, defend the titles in AW, happy days. You know, a couple of little easy defenses. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of guys that would be, you know, oh, they'd be happy to challenge for such prestigious titles and take the loss, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, let, let's get these titles back home. Bishamon deserving champions. They're fucking awesome together, Yoshashi and Koto. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Bishamon walking away with the titles. I am going with you as well. I think it's, I think with with what's going on with FTR over here in the states, and I mean they lost to the Guns on Wednesday night. <laughs> I mean, it was shenanigans. Oh, it was cheating. It was heel shit. But it's it's, you know, let's turn the page. Let's get the titles back home. As much as I would love FTR Aussie Open again. Um, we are in the tournament final for the New Japan World Television Championship. The, I I don't think there's a, a bad winner in this match. Uh, you could. It's, it's a it's a it's a real toss up, isn't it? I don't think there's a favorite here. I I you you can make the argument for either case for either wrestler and you'd be right. Um, you know, you got Ren Narita back from excursion, says he's here to change New Japan. Um, the second coming of Katsuyori Shibata against Zack Sabre Jr., who hasn't won a singles title in New Japan, which is pure blasphemy. Um, how has that happened? Uh, and of course he's fresh off of Suzuki Goon breaking up. Um while Kevin Kelly hit an owl on the head, it's one for the purists. Um, this is gonna be stand out on this card it's gonna really set its own tone and pace yeah uh we talked about it with kevin about maybe a changing of the guard obviously naito and tanahashi not in a world championship match on the card be it not they are in an important match but i think this is ren narita's i think we're gonna we're gonna kick off this brand new title with a, a young stud and and really build it up i think we might we've maybe agreed on everything up until this one i'm gonna go with zach Saber jr I'm okay with that. Again, I would not be upset if Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, walked yeah. out. Uh, it's it's yeah. vice versa. Exactly the same with Ren Narita. Um, but this is going to be an awesome match. You know, it, I think it's the perfect opponents as well, given the history of Zack with Shibata. Of course, you know, Shibata, Zack debuted in New Japan by beating Shibata to win back the Red Pro title and joining Suzuki Goon. Um, you know, when Shibata comes back for that five minute match at the G1, it was against Zack. And now you've got the son of Strong Style, the second coming in Shibata and Ren Rita taking on Zack Sabre Jr. in the Tokyo Dome. Um, it, it's really poetic. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm 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 jazzed for it, man. I don't know if that means excited. That sounded like such an asshole. I'm jazzed for it. What a dick. Matt, if, if you're not jazzed for the next match, then I'm not sure, man. Match of the night coming up. With all due respect to Kevin Kelly, I hate the idea of Carl Anderson still holding this title <laughs> after Wrestle Kingdom. Jeez, I really I do. I know. Yeah. I hate it when they took it off Tamatanga. I really thought, like, I thought we were in a position where Tamatanga, his stock was rising. I thought it was rising mightily. And then to take the title off of him for for Carl Anderson for this, like, Yes, it's groundbreaking. I brought it up with with Kevin Kelly, like a WWE contracted talent being at Wrestle Kingdom is it's huge in 2023, and then no one, uh, you know, benefits more from it than the fans. But man, I I want let's just put it on Tomatonga and let's get 2023. Uh, let's write the ship there. 
Hey, we're both in the exact same boat here. I can't say anything you didn't just say, man. We both want Tamatonga to get this belt, kick Carl Anson back to the States and uh, put him on the no-fly list back to Japan. Let me just say, I'm just going to, I know we've, this is a very long recording, but I just want to throw this out. Would you lose your fucking mind if AJ Styles showed up and prevented Tamatonga from beating Carl Anderson? I would lose my mind. Absolutely. Yeah, it just came to my brain. AJ Styles shows up in any sh- shape or capacity if it's a big head in the crowd audience um i yeah no that would lose my mind i i think there's i would give it a three percent chance of it happening being generous um but yeah i i i aj stars being back in the new japan ring would be the dream that'd be a fucking holy shit moment for everybody right oh yeah absolutely i think we're we're gonna get our a fair share as well i know we're all kind of expecting sasha banks at this point but I think we get another. There's, it's Wrestle Kingdom. There's going to be a name or two, you know. You think yeah. when John Moxley wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom, it's night two, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, Minoru Suzuki came out to confront that motherfucker. You know, New Japan are aware that the eyes of the wrestling world are on them. They've got crowd noise. This is a big chance for them to get back lapsed eyes to get reinterest in their product from you know people that have just fallen out of love with it because of the lack of crowd noise because of the stagnated roster like Kevin Kelly mentioned. Um, yeah. Sasha Banks, a few other surprises. Every match is going to deliver. Carl Anson probably won't, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a big I, opportunity for New Japan. I think the next match, uh, the six man tag uh, fe- that'll feature Keiji Mudo in his last New Japan match as he's uh, making the rounds in his retirement more, retirement tour. Uh, it'll be a nice pick me up match after the Carl Anderson match, and it'll set yeah. you up before you really need to strap in for these final three matches. It's Mudo. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shota Umino against LIJ, Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Um, I think it'll be a real fun match. You'll get to showcase uh, all the big players here. I think Mudo pins Bushi. Oh, yeah. I, well, Matt, I don't even know if Mudo will do it himself. But, yeah, I, I think Bushi's very clearly taking the fall here. Yes. Um, there's there's going to be some fun interactions between Naito and Muto, for sure. Naito being the wind-up that he is. Um, but for me, the most interesting part of this match is the fact that Shota Umino is in the position he's in. That just tells you everything you need to know about what New Japan think of Shota Umino. Yep. That he's there yeah. next to Muto in his last match, and it's three generations of talent. You've got yep. Muto, you've got Tanahashi, you've got Shota Umino. It's almost a passing of the torch by proxy. That's 100%. And- if you Yeah, if you go back and look, look at like Wrestle Kingdom 1 and those big events when it's Tanahashi teaming with the likes of, you know the the legends of new japan pro wrestling it's 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 huge it's a huge feather in umino's cap oh yeah absolutely it it speaks volumes to new japan in the future for him and he looks like a star you know i don't know if you saw during the Korokuen shows came out in a santa hat um and he uh he'd do it in the uk he'd always bring a shirt out of him and he'd put the shirt over a kid's head in the audience it's very cute he done it with a really small child a young child um in Korokuen hall uh, he's wearing a Santa hat. He put the kid the shirt over the kid's head and the kid wearing a mask, but you could just see the smile on his face in his eyes like he's loving life. It was a- absolutely adorable. Um, show a room, though. Yeah, he, he's the second coming of Tanahashi. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to watch, definitely. Um, I'm, and we've talked at nauseum about Osprey Omega, but I'm after Battle Autumn, I can't get that match out of my head. Ishimori, Despi, Hiromu, and Wado. I think this match is going to fucking tear it up, man. I am so excited for this match. 
I think these are free men, not Master Watto. The other three are people with chips on their shoulder. They're like, why can't we be in the main event? We're awesome. We sell out shows. We sell out entire tours off the back of the Super Juniors. You know, Hiromu's been pushing for it for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Been Hiromu's rivalry has carried this division for so long. Um, I think they're going to go balls to the wall. And Master Watto fits in there so perfectly. He'll be such a great story proponent to this. Um, he but, has been from, from since he got in that position when uh got a, foot and mouth. Yeah, a changed man. He's really stepped up to the plate. He looks great as well. He's put on weight. He's really more ripped and everything. He doesn't look so, you know, comical to say the least. Um, I hope we get a special type of Desperado, whether you know it's the white Despy or black and gold Despy. Um, but Jesus, this is the most difficult match on the card to call, I think. Um I I could see anyone walking away with the title. I, I think Ishimori drops it. Yes. And I'm leaning towards Hiromu because I feel like it's probably it's potentially been a while since he's had the title now. But yeah, I mean, if if any of those, if either Hiromu, Despi, or Watto win, I, I've got no complaints. I'm with you. I'm. I want Despi to walk out, but I would not be surprised if we saw a curveball with Watto stealing a win. I would love to curveball. I'd be all for it. Um, but yeah, I'm my my pick is Hiromu though. I would look, I wouldn't be mad with any of them because there's still that story with Kushida and Ishimori too that we never got. We we didn't get it because he got you know foot and mouth disease. I think as well, you've got such a good lineup of challengers, no matter who wins. You've got the other three in that match. You've right. got whoever Robbie. loses yeah. Robbie Eagles, whoever loses the junior tag title match, you know, whether Akira or TJP challengers, single wrestlers or Leo Rush as a singles wrestler would be awesome oh, yeah. any of those four men. Um, it's an yeah, exciting a, time for the junior division, man. Yeah, throwing a Kevin Knight. I wouldn't be mad. At, wouldn't oh, be mad with that. That would be awesome. Kevin Knight, like El Linderman might rock back up, you know. Oh, yeah. I Doki needs to win this title sooner rather than later. The guy is fucking beast. Um, Doki Choki. Hell yeah. Uh, he won with the Doki Choki during fucking Super Junior Tag League. He taps that's out. That's the way it should be. Fucking baller. Deadliest move in professional wrestling. We are down to our co-main events. Um, Osprey, Omega, Jay White, uh, Kazuchika, Okada. Uh, and before we talk Osprey and Kenny Omega, what better way to preview this match and talk about it than to have the mastermind of the Great Empire? Um, he's a lord, uh, one Lord Gideon Gray, and he's going to join us next as we talk a little bit about uh, Wrestle Kingdom 17 and the uh, impact that the United Empire is going to have on this historic night. So on to our chat with Lord Gideon Gray. Onward in our Wrestle Kingdom 17 preview, we are not only joined by a member of the United Empire, but he's a Lord, the one and only Lord Gideon Gray. Mr. Gray, thank you for blessing us uh, with your presence this fine Wrestle Kingdom evening. Listen, listen, I put my pants on just like everyone else. Uh, my butler does it one leg at a time. It's all fine, uh, but thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Uh, uh, I got news for you, sir. I do not have a butler, so uh, I could use all the help. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. They're always useful. That's for sure. Well, I mean, if it's not obvious enough, of course, Gideon Gray represents the United Empire uh, wearing the football jersey. Um, surely got his name on the back, Matt throwing up the crown. Um, you know, we're here. We're here to talk Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be a huge night for United Empire. Um, unfortunately, some matches uh, didn't go their way in the build-up to Wrestle Kingdom. There could have been more representation on the card, but 
two marquee title matches, um, the first of which Catch 2-2 defending their junior heavyweight tag team titles versus Leo Rush and Yo, winners of Super Junior Tag League. This match kicked off Super Junior Tag League. Unbelievable. Uh, the best junior tag match of the year. Not even a close second place, arguably for years past. Um, Gideon, how confident are you heading into this match? I mean, Catch 2-2 already have one victory over them. Just having one victory doesn't guarantee future success, but I'm I'm confident in the ability of uh, Catch 2-2. There's no denying that uh, Leah Rush and Yo have been tremendously successful in uh, Junior Tag League. But, um, you know, I've uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to call at the moment because uh, once you've exposed a few tricks, then they're expected. Matt? So not only will you be representing the United Empire in the IWGP Junior Heavyweight uh, Tag Team Championship match, but you also be seconding Will Ospreay against Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And I think that's important for the United Empire and Will because Kenny's got that little snake with him, uh, that little p- Don Callis, man. Someone has to put Don, Don Callis rocking up in a Tokyo Dome. Place. But this. get are you the are you the the equalizer because we if any if we've learned anything with the Kenny Omega Don Callis relationship is that he likes to stick his nose where it doesn't belong so in terms of Osprey versus Omega that match is too important to have any unnecessary distractions be it me be it Don Callis whoever unnecessary you're looking at literally the two best wrestlers in the world stepping into the ring there's been questions on both sides will whether he's got the self-confidence to see this through which i do believe he does uh kenny omega whether his back's doing okay whether it's 100 percent at the moment this best of series he's been doing in trios tested it to its limits hopefully he's feeling confident hopefully he's surrounding himself by positive people. Hopefully he's uh, ignoring any negative speculation about himself uh, because I genuinely, all I want to see is the two best wrestlers in the world step into a ring together with no doubts in their minds about their quality and to see who comes out on top. I mean, Matt jumped into it a bit there, but I'm curious. Matt, Matt's made an assumption that I'm not so confident on. Uh, are you definitely going to be in the Tokyo Dome, Gideon? Can we expect you there on January 4th? Listen, I'm not going to say yes, and I'm not going to say no. If I'm needed, I'll be there. If I'm not needed, I'll uh, be watching myself. So that would be very good. Well, I'm hoping for uh, as, as much as I want to see you make the introductions for Catch 2-2 and Will Ospreay and to second them. I'm pulling for a Gideon Gray entering the Rambo. Um, Gideon Gray making his pro wrestling debut in the Tokyo Dome. You know, maybe even winning the the Rambo. Uh, you know, is is that too far fetched for me to dream? So Rambos are interesting things because uh, the limitations and opportunities uh, given by the rules therein uh, are something that one would say a devious mind could exploit. Uh, so. If there was an opportunity for me to be in that Rambo, I'd, of course, take it and uh, attack it in uh, a manner only I can. 
I like that. And look, to your point, I think we're all in the same boat. I think we want a very fair Kenny Omega Will Ospreay match. But again, that little shit, Don Cows, he's running around. I've seen it with my own eyes. Somebody, don't mean to point fingers, somebody needs to make sure that he keeps his beak out of the match. And look, if there's anything that Lord Gilly, Gideon Gray can do, it's that. And you just put it on the resume. Look, Kieran, you just mentioned it. He's doing intros. He's doing commentary. He's He wrestled at Historic X. I mean, is there anything you can't do, Mr. Gray? Uh, no, I'd say I'm fairly versatile as far as wrestling goes. But, uh, you well, know, I, I don't think, want to see my own praises. I think, well, that's what we're here to do. I mean, you don't just become a lord by just waking up one day and you decide you're not like Teton. You're just not going to wake up one day and go, I'm in the LIJ. No, no, no. You worked your whole life to get to this point. Lord Gideon Gray. Well, you know, I've uh, dabbled in various occupations throughout my uh, few years on this earth. This will have, be you, uh, have you had a chance to talk with Kevin Kelly? I know uh, for a while you guys were not on the same page, but at World Tag League Finals, he, he almost sounded like he was turning a page. I I haven't conversed with Mr. Kelly yet. Uh, of course, my door is always open, as I'm sure his is. Uh, we're just both very busy people. But, you know, if he is slowly understanding that I am just here to do whatever I can to... Uh, forward the ambitions of the United Empire, then, you know, that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, if he's starting to come around, all the better. Well, you say that, Gideon, like, furthering the ambitions of the United Empire, you are the orchestrator of the United Empire, pulling the strings behind the scenes, scheming and whatnot. Um, but United Empire have a very awful record at Wrestle Kingdom. They've only been a group for the past two Wrestle Kingdoms. They've won one match, and it was a, a multi-man tag team match. There was a, it wasn't a marquee match, to say the least. Um, all the important matches they have lost, they've come up short. What's different about this Wrestle Kingdom? Because there's arguably, you know, Will Ospreay goes from main event in the Tokyo Dome to now having arguably the biggest match on the card. Um, I would say it's bigger than JY versus Okada personally. What's changed for the United Empire? Or how how can they be confident going into this when there's such a black cloud hanging over them in this venue? So, okay. There are a number of superstitions in sports. Um, for example, just because you have historically bad results in a venue, and let's not kid ourselves, two years is nothing to start making statistical analysis on. Two years is just a drop in the bucket. I plan on the United Empire being around for a long, long time. There is nothing that would even go into the minds of Will Ospreay of Catch 2-2. None of this is a concern. Everything is about knowing that you are the best wrestlers on the planet, because that's what the United Empire is. Everyone is the best at what they do. Knowing that you're the best, knowing that on any given night, you can beat any person that steps in that ring. At all, hands down, anybody is a target anybody can be beaten and just knowing that knowing that you've got your game plan doing your homework doing your research knowing your opponents and knowing yourselves going in and just doing what needs to be done on the night is the only concern 
So whether it be Tokyo Dome, whether it be Kurokun, whether it be your call, it doesn't matter. Because night after night after night, the United Empire will prove that they are the best of the best. And that's just the bottom line. We don't worry about historical, you know, Tokyo Dome losses. It happens. You take it and you move on. It's not a concern. So sounds like the the United Empire camp is uh is is ready and willing to go into the Tokyo Dome here uh for Wrestle Kingdom 17. We get to see it on TV when we watch uh but you are you are literally inches from the greatest wrestlers in the world uh Will Ospreay catch 22. What is that like for you to to just do you ever just take a step back and just marvel at how great the United Empire is and how you get to be a part of such an amazing uh, unit. I think the closest I've got is uh, during Aussie Open versus Okan and uh, Aaron Hanare. Just seeing how willing and ready every single one of them were to put themselves on the line and not holding back regardless of allegiances. That that was the closest I got to having a moment to myself going, this is by far the greatest thing I've been part of. Um, no, I, I'm very much, when I'm there, I'm not just watching the match. Uh, I'm analysing the opponents. I'm analysing our strengths and weaknesses so that we can plan going ahead. Um, there are a multitude of factors that I have to consider while I'm in that corner. Uh, I don't have time to stop and go, wow, this is really cool. I just don't have the time. You know, a wise man once said, young Ferris Bueller said, if you don't stop and take a look around, it's going to pass you by. That's true, but, you know, if it passes you by, you can look back then. Well, I mean, so, I'd I'd be remiss to not mention something um, outside of Wrestle Kingdom, but uh, Great Okan recently uh, Rev Pro Uprising um, defeated Zack Knight on behalf of RKJ to become the British heavyweight champion. Um, you know, the title was Ospreys for a long time. It was United Empires for a long time. Uh, just a speck in the water on the timeline. That title left the United Empire. And it's back in United Empire's hands, even though Great Okan was representing the Legion on that night, of course, because he's in the UK. But how great was that night for you? You know, your history with Great Okan when he was here on excursion, you was by his side. He's undefeated in the UK, as you make sure everyone in the audience uh, indisputably is aware. Um, how great a night was it for you, for Will, for the United Empire, for Great O'Conn, of course, to, for him to leave with that title? It was uh, satisfying on many levels. Of course, there is a bittersweetness to it. Um, I would have much rather it had been RKJ himself in there. But, you know... Life, unfortunately, isn't fair. Sometimes injuries happen and take you out of a competition. Um, so hopefully he'll be rested up. Uh, I'm sure if he comports himself like a, a former champion should, there'd be an opportunity there in the future for him to have a remote card. Uh, but as for the night itself, I was absolutely thrilled uh, when Great Khan represented the Legion and took the undisputed British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, just as I was thrilled to come out at the end as part of the United Empire and uh, celebrate Will's victory over Rishi. Uh, it was a very good night indeed. As the uh, orchestra of uh, the United Empire, and not to look past Wrestle Kingdom 17, 
and uh, and all the matches, the two matches that you'll be involved in. What do you hope for in 2023 for the United Empire? That is uh, it's a good question. It depends how you quantify success, I guess. Um, be it uh, expanding our influence inside of wrestling, uh, taking more titles, things that people seem to put more worth on uh that would be one avenue to go down uh or to expand our influence outside of it um again okan is a great proponent for uh bringing the united empire to a wider japanese audience uh, and i'd like to start thinking that uh we do that more and more uh, maybe even outside of japan who knows what could happen as far as the united empire goes uh, i just want to see continued growth over the next year uh, and I want to see some people step up and challenge for titles that they haven't challenged for yet. Um, I know that Hanare is uh, very interested in challenging for a certain never open weight title. So that could be very interesting in the future. Oh, very interesting. At their breakout G1 tournament, I think he might be uh, he might be ready. Hypothetical, this, since we know the end of Suzuki Goon uh, will have come and gone. Uh, by the time we get to Wrestle Kingdom, there might be a couple of free agents out there. Uh, anyone you might have your eye on that might be looking for a new home. So that's, again, Suzuki Gun is uh, just a legendary force in New Japan. It's uh, without a shadow of doubt. The man himself is just beyond good. There's very few comparisons that could be made to him. Um, Will's better members of the United Empire are better. I have to say that. Uh, it's true, but I still have to say that. But Minoru Suzuki himself is just absolutely legendary. He's put together what he refers to as an army. They are. Um, so, yeah, I think there are many people in there that would be valued members of any stable that they go to or any faction that they go to. Mm-hmm. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., I don't think that would be one for us personally. Uh, I think... Zach and Will, much better as uh, tools for sharpening each other than being part of the same uh, unit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's certainly Doki would be someone to look into. Um, though, you know, I'm I'm not going to put any names out there as people we're looking into because then other people know that we're looking into them. Uh, I'll just say that we've got our eyes open, that's for sure. I am pulling for Doki in the United Empire. My favorite, uh, my favorite faction and one of my favorite junior heavyweights. That would be uh, so awesome. Um, Matt, that was Gideon Gray. That was that was Gideon Gray. I think he had a technical issue. He did, but he was a great guest. We got lots of Wrestle Kingdom coverage, some insight on Catch Two Two, Kenny Omega. Hopefully, he's in Wrestle Kingdom. Hopefully, he's walking down the Tokyo Dome ramp. Uh, doing grand introductions and hopefully we get to see Gideon Gray and New Japan Rambo. I hope so. That was quite the teaser to leave us on two possibilities looking into Doki to be uh, the newest member of the United Empire. It was. Yeah. But uh, thanks to Gideon Gray for all his time. Um, A little bit of a technical hiccup there, but the show goes on the Wrestle Kingdom preview carries on follow Gideon Gray. As you can see on the bottom at Lord Gideon Gray on Twitter and that deliciously evil on Instagram. Thanks again, Gideon Gray. Uh, You're the man. The perils of uh, of recording 
with the internet. We ran into some tif- technical difficulties with Lord Gideon Gray, but I think he got his point across. He did. He he said afterwards he wanted to talk more about Leo Rush and Yo versus Catch 2-2. He said he had a lot more to say. Um, that's no surprise. It's Lord Gideon Gray. Of course, he's got much to say. Um, but yeah, he's been such a an awesome, unexpected new addition to New Japan this year. Um, but, you know, hopefully he's going to be in the Tokyo Dome. We don't know. Uh, I'm sure if he is, he will have some something special up his sleeve. But man, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega, dude, it's here. We're almost it's almost happening. We, we finally made it. I've been very vocal. I talked to Akira about it. I talked to Lord Gideon Gray about it. I do not like the Don Callis factor. I don't think there's a Don Callis. I think I think this is your nightmares playing up again, Matt. I don't think there's a Don Callis factor. I think you can rest easy. Do you think he fucking sits in on commentary with Chris Charlton and I think he's in I think he's in America, sound asleep. America, he's Canadian, buddy. <laughs> I think he's in Canada, sound asleep. <laughs> nope, he's a fucking snake, dude. He's a <laughs> hanger on. He's gonna be there with Kenny Omega, and he better not fuck shit up. I want a fair, even fight. Wrestling I, match, whatever you want to call it. I think there's no I, I would hope there's no chance of i think that's going to be the case i think these two know how important this match is this is so much bigger than the two wrestlers themselves it's such a marquee match it's something people have wanted for years we saw it in pwg years ago they're not even the same men right remotely the same men especially will osprey changed person in the ring at the ring a totally different human being um i don't think there will be any interference if there is maybe a little grab of the leg or something like that nothing that's gonna lead to the result of the match you know what i mean like i, I hope you're right man i really I, do this is too much of an important match for that bullshit and there's uh and we talked about it at the beginning of the show the kenny omega interview that he sat down and did with njpw 1972 oh. man the fuck he is if if he is not one of the like he's on the bret hart level of storytelling in my opinion like the story's there and he is doing doing what he needs to do to 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 convey that message this isn't just chris jericho showing up to challenge kenny omega this is kenny omega seeing tears in the eyes of the fan thinking they were sad that he lost to tanahashi realizing they were happy that tanahashi beat kenny omega this is will osprey becoming the the face of new japan pro wrestling and not living up to the expectations that kenny omega set for new japan pro wrestling i've got a bit of a bones pick with this i've had like i posted some of the quotes on my twitter and i had people saying like you know this isn't a very baby face thing of kenny omega to say kenny omega is not the baby face here will osprey is the hometown boy he's been there throughout the pandemic quarantining for two weeks he's like you know had a kidney infection and rocked back up one month later because he wanted to be in the new japan ring kenny omega left put tasked osprey to carry on for him and osprey knocked out of the park like kenny omega is obviously playing the character osprey has been my wrestler of the year easily. I think it's the same for you, Matt. Yeah, no, um, 100%. Like, uh, it's story, of course, but Kenny Omega is the bad guy in this story. He's coming back acting like he still owns the place. He doesn't at no. all. And, you know, he he's a, he's a cheeky little bugger, Kenny, isn't he? He's a cheeky little fucker. And that's um, why you got to worry about he's birds of a feather flock together that little shit don Callis is running around with them and this is look people don't get it twisted 
this version of Kenny Omega, this cleaner that you're going to see, that's the cleaner. Not whatever you got in AEW and Impact. That was like cleaner light. He's a bad motherfucker. As well, and like in the interview, he says about how, you know, he would speak to the crowds in Japan in Japanese. And he's like, you can't do that, Will. You and your foreigner buddies can't do that. You you all have to use Google Translate. Zack Sabre Jr. is right there, bro. Zack Sabre Jr. is cutting promos half in English, half in Japanese, living the life in Japan. He stayed there during the pandemic. He didn't come back home. He lives in Japan. He's speaking a language. Don't, don't, don't be forgetting about my boy Zack Sabre Jr., Kenny Omega. Do you think this is a one and done for Kenny Omega? Uh, yes, but I think I'm very confident Osprey wins. I'll be sh- so surprised if he doesn't. And it's wrestling. Osprey's got to go back to AEW and now take a loss from Kenny Omega, right? <sighs> Does he? He's wrestling. Like, especially, I think it, it's been Tony Khan's quite protective of his guys, understandably, right? Like, he, the guys weren't losing in the Kenny wasn't losing in Impact. Moxley doesn't lose on the Indies. Their guys was, don't really lose on the, the Independence. Yeah, of course. I get that. But I think the fact this match is happening is wild enough, given. You know, it's understandable. You don't want your wrestlers to go elsewhere and lose because then come back to your own promotion. No, but there's a like to have a one off for one off sake is one thing. Like, this is there's a lot of meat on this bone. Like, there's history, there's a story. Kenny talks about it. The interview is fantastic. And we can't go verbatim through the interview. Like, Kenny talks about how he's the first IWGP world heavyweight champion, US champion, how that belt was made for him. Like the interview is great. Like there's more to it. It's not just a match. It's great that Kenny Omega showed up and challenged Will Ospreay, but this is more than a match. There's more here. I agree. I I want it to be one and done. I fear that it won't be, and Osprey will take the loss back to Kenny Omega in some way, shape, or form. I, I hope that's not. I hope it's Osprey wins, and then we can finally go and start this Osprey J White feud. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because I I think, you know, we're both huge Jay White fans, but I don't think we're naive enough to think that Jay White walks out of the Tokyo Dome with the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. It would be the biggest twist. And I don't know that it's necessarily a good one. Yeah, I I don't. I don't. don't... Jay White hasn't done. We we spoke about it in the last episode the build up to this main event the main event of Wrestle Kingdom the biggest match of the calendar year for New Japan has been shockingly awful and it's, it's the blame on. the blame lays that it's on Jay White's shoulders he's not the one he's not the one going to Japan at the end of the day yeah it's been very stale so there's been nothing so I think it's you know again so we're both going Osprey and we're both going Okada yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, wishful thinking, I'm going to tell you now, I think there's a Kota Ibushi roaming around somewhere there. I think that. I think there's a good chance of Kota Ibushi. I think if it's not now, it might be never. Yeah. but It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. But I think, you know, at, as it, you know, we've known this card for a couple weeks now. But as it gets closer, like now you're getting the tinglies. You're getting the excitement there. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. You know. well, as soon as we finish this recording, I'm going to check flights one more time just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> this fucking guy. I'll call in sick. And then I, I'll have to be posting on social media that I'm in Tokyo and like my boss will find me and be like, what the fuck? 
Um, but yeah, man, it's getting it's getting to that. It's nut cotton time, man. Oh. This is gonna be uh, this will be up about a week out, and then the fucking countdown is on, man. Oh man, we we should do some housekeeping. In fact, it's on njpwworld.com. It's nine hundred ninety nine yen for the entire month. You don't just pay for the one show; you get an entire month for that. If you're gonna sign up, sign up on January first. You always get charged on the first day of the month, so don't sign up now because you're gonna get charged twice. New Year's Dash is free though, so you can watch that for free regardless if you've got a New Japan World membership or not. But you pay the nine nine hundred nine nine yen a month. That's probably like seven eight dollars at the moment because the conversion it's, rate is uh, so short. Yeah, it's eight eight dollars American. There you go, eight dollars. It's like seven six pound in the UK. But you'll get all the back catalog, everything that's on demand on New Japan World, and anything that's going to be live for the rest of the month, you'll get that. It's a bargain. It's so much better than WWE Network and all that jazz. Um, and it's going to be live English commentary. Kevin Kelly's going to be ringside in the Tokyo Dome alongside Chris Charlton with a mystery third commentator, maybe Rocky Romero, maybe Gino Gambino. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's uh, we. I, I can only say I'm so excited so many times, but this is the most pumped I've been for a Wrestle Kingdom since wrestle kingdom 14 yeah no a hundred percent man this is this is it it is it is it is go time now we wait all year for this when we started this um this bread club uh thanks to jeremy and those over at fightful overbooked um you know it's all about it's all about wrestle kingdom right it's we got to get to wrestle kingdom you know, it's fun. Everything else is fun. The G1's a great ride. Uh, we're you know we're gonna get to do talk to do the New Japan Cup this year. We didn't get to do it last uh, in 2022 because we had started the show after it had happened. So, but man, it's all about this. This is for me. I I can equate as a child it was WrestleMania. Now as I'm an adult, like it's Wrestle Kingdom, man. I don't even watch WrestleMania. I have no problem telling people that. I don't watch the WWE product like I used to. Uh, my bread is buttered with New Japan Pro Wrestling, so this is going to be something. Bread Club will be represented at Wrestle Kingdom as well. Our leader, Ko- Kojima, is on the pre-show, we should say. Satoshi yeah. Kojima is in the Inoki Memorial match, so the Bread Club is going to be well represented. We're, we're doing what we're doing. Uh, 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 he, he doesn't know it, but he is the honorary third member of this podcast. <laughs> Even though Kevin Kelly's done the show twice now. Yeah, Kevin Kelly as well. Kevin Kelly's an... Uh, honorary bread club member well we hope you guys enjoyed this monster episode special thanks to kevin kelly friends chesco akira the same right <laughs> yeah and uh lord gideon gray for taking time out of their busy schedules to sit down and chat with us about wrestle kingdom 17 uh hopefully you're as excited at me as me and kieran are uh and this preview uh and these wonderful interviews get you uh get you pumped and excited for wrestle kingdom 17 january 4th at the tokyo dome uh, you got to figure out the time on your own, guys. If you're out there listening, okay. I, I, I can't. Like I can't even begin to wrap. Kevin Kelly's leaving at 4 a.m. It's fucking 4 p.m. There, I can't <laughs> figure it out. It's like this time the- travels back to the future. I got my own shit to worry about, so I can't sit here and be like, if you're in the UK, it starts at this time. If you're in Australia, it starts at this time. If you're in Los Angeles, it starts. At this. I got to worry about how I'm going to navigate the Wrestle Kingdom night. This is the bread club, not the math club. Exactly. We're shitty at math. Uh, but, but if you good, want good to idea, if you want to be a part of Kyrian Fathead, uh you can DM me at Wizards Podcast if you want to make a donation or you could throw a couple shekels. It's happening. We're getting a giant fathead. I don't know how I'm getting it to Japan. Uh, but what's happened? My buddy Rob is over there. Oh, I should fuck. 
<laughs> no, fucking hell. Jesus, I was joking. I, opened my I wonder mouth. how much it would cost to express something to Tokyo, Japan. You could just get it made in Japan, I'm sure. They're, they're, oh, they'll, that's they'll a great have, idea, Kieran. Great idea. Too. That's why you're the brains of this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, shout out to Kevin Kelly. Always like, so generous, knows me and Matt personally. Um, very personable person. Doesn't follow me back on Twitter, but I blame it. I blame not on TV. I blame that on TV Asahi. He followed me on my first account, my second account, and I had to create a third account. And he probably assumes he follows me. Do you want me to just ask him? It's up to you. I, I'll survive. I'll survive with my going suit shopping with Will Ospreay you and motherfucker DMing all the other wrestlers that follow me. I, I'll survive. It's unnecessary to throw that in. If you want Kieran to DM you <laughs> or you want to follow his suit adventures, which are on his Twitter at Kieran RH93 is his Twitter account. Follow him. He also is a part of Wrestle In at Wrestle In. He does the Noob Japan podcast. It's a great way to introduce yourself uh, to the Japanese uh, landscape of professional wrestling. It's not just New Japan. It's All Japan. It's Stardom. It's FMW. They do a great episode of Hayabusha. Uh, he's doing great stuff there, and he brings in fantastic people uh, who are super knowledgeable, so it's definitely worth checking out. And then I am part of the Shining Wizards podcast uh, every Monday night at Wizards Podcast. Um, it is not a very serious wrestling podcast we do have a lot of fun uh we do some great interviews over there but it's really just an excuse for us to get together and talk wrestling and have fun and make jokes and fart into the microphone and and all that see it's pro, you know pro wrestling you can't take it too seriously so we have some fun over there at the wizards podcast at wizards podcast uh so you can check me out there and then of course the bread club is available on fightfuloverbooked.com uh, fightful overbooked on youtube fightful.com uh, you can find us over there please remember to rate review subscribe comment on our videos if you're watching i know we're doing great over there we're getting a lot of views but we'd love to interact with you i check the comments uh every couple of days kieran's very active over there we love talking to the fans uh like-minded fans who enjoy the product so please drop a comment on our youtube videos we would appreciate it hell yeah you 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 hear oh i ain't got anything to say merry wrestle kingdom everyone Yes, have a safe and happy new year. Enjoy Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, look for me and Kieran like right after Wrestle Kingdom because I think we're going to do like a post show right before I get on a fucking plane to go uh, be on vacation. So that'll be fun. We'll, we'll figure out one way or another. Matt's going to yeah, be Matt's going to be on a cruise. The sun beaming. He'll be getting a tan and he'll be video. He'll he'll be doing it with his phone. We'll make it happen somehow. We'll make it happen. We'll make it. We, I think the biggest hurdle was the America time, the UK time, the Japanese oh, man. time. Like, yeah, the Francesco Akira interview. Matt's in New Jersey. I am in London. Akira's in Tokyo. What time do we arrange a fucking interview for? That hey, you figured it job. out, man. Kudos to you because you made it work. Yeah, three time zones is a nightmare. You learn that very quickly <laughs> when you start doing interviews and podcasts. Fucking ugh. Well, we hope you enjoy the Bread Club. We hope you enjoy Wrestle Kingdom. And we'll be back with a Wrestle Kingdom post show, a New Year's Day Dash post show. Like, it, there's going to be a lot for us to unpack. And hopefully, you come along uh, for the uh, come along on the ride with us uh, for this most excellent time of the year. Happy holidays! Happy Wrestle Kingdom season. We'll see you guys soon.